Gonna Go Pizza presents S D P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! So we're back from a very productive uh, Christmas. New Year's break. We just watched Team Canada win. We'll break that down. A little Canada fan reaction. Hey, Woo. we just watched the Vikings beat the Saints is what we just oh, watched. Oh, did they win? Yeah, they scored a touchdown Damn. overtime. Game over. Go football. Go football. That's amazing. I'm I'm really sad I'm not going to get to watch my annual Patriots game. <laughs> but <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah. I see what he did there. It's fun. I always cheer for whoever's playing the Patriots. And then the Patriots win, and I go, ah, next time. <laughs> That's basically how it works. Well, it looks like uh, Tom Brady is leaving and going to, what is it, the Rams next year? People are the saying Chargers? the Chargers, because the Chargers are moving into a new stadium, and they're going to need, uh, they need somebody because need somebody the Rams... they can't sell seat licenses. And <laughs> did you see what bring old, good old posted? Tom Brady. What did he say? Pete Blackburn's like, <laughs> I will post a butt-ass mm. naked... Like nude, if Tom Brady ever plays a game for a team not the Patriots, <laughs> he might have to do it. What? Oh, Pete? Yeah, he might have to do like, it. Like that's a real also, possibility. Dude, right might now. be upset about seeing Pete Blackburn naked. Uh, no, I mean he's in nah. Guy's in really good shape. Yeah, he works he out. He always makes me mad. Bit, bit of an adonis. especially in the summer. Yeah, with his hockey basketball I tanks, know. and I'm just like. Shut up, Jack Pete. Yeah, I can't wear. Stop fucking, being I Jack can't wear Pete. tanks. <laughs> you short I, it's king. It's been years since I could wear a tank without embarrassing myself. I can, I can wear, I can wear a tank, but I, I have a tank, so I got to get rid of that. That tank. I have to get rid of the to gut wear the tank. Tank. Three straight days at the gym. Oh, I'm practically an Olympian. Oh, David Goggins. Great. What? Do so, people go to the gym in January? Yes. And then not in February. Or maybe fall off around the third oh, week. Oh, yeah. I think that's... I don't thing. know. See, the thing is, is that what sucks about the gym <laughs> is it takes a while for it to actually kick in. It mm-hmm. takes about six weeks. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. And so yeah. people are like, they could win about week three, week four. And, uh... Never you know, I think, Steve, you're, 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 you're not talking about, um, what you should be talking about, which <laughs> is how you that? spent your holiday. <laughs> oh! Yeah, so what did you do this holiday season? <laughs> uh, Except, because uh, you weren't on Twitter much. Mm-hmm. No. And it was great. And anytime I did get on Twitter, I was like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, had a quiet New Year's Eve. Uh, we did ice surfing. Yes. Uh, till 10. Uh, then I, I got to my friend's place like, three, two, one, happy New Year. Okay. And then I played catch up and was the drunkest there. Um, yeah, man, I just chilled and watched Red Dead Redemption videos. Wow. That now is seriously it, what I did. Was it? And was, watched a lot of hot. Was it the, who, who's the YouTuber that you hate? That does Red Dead Redemption. Well, there's videos? Mr. Boss WTF. Who now, why do you is, hate him? Because he's a clickbaity liar <laughs> who's always like, "Oh, here's here's Dutch's ghost in Red Dead Redemption," and even there's though Dutch, no... du- Dutch doesn't die until 19 like 11. No, Red Dead Redemption one. Who is there. Dutch? Dutch is one of the one of the good guy bad guys. Who's Dutch? I've I've never played. You the gotta game. play it, man. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I'm not into. Uh, it's a no. It's just a delicious storyline. Yeah, That's yeah. why you need to play it. It's not okay. exactly hard. It's... First of all, you're wrong. Second I play sports all, games. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. to not play Red Dead Redemption is wrong. Okay. I'm just saying that no. it's wrong. No, but then like <laughs> the thumbnail will be alive Dutch and ghost Dutch, mm-hmm. and then you watch the video and you're like, "There's no ghost Dutch, at all." So I hate that guy. Fiji is a guy. He's the only person I'm a patron of. Partly because I love his videos, and the other part is because I got so sick of the other guy. Uh, um, and then YouTube gonna... added that function where you could say I'm not interested in this channel because I, I was because of the algorithm. I'm oh. so interested in Red mm-hmm. Dead videos, so you can get but rid this of... 
friggin' guy Joe Rogan always videos. popped up. Yeah. yeah. I can be like, Great. I don't want to watch this or I don't want to watch that. Oh. And you can also rate videos after you watch them sometimes. Sometimes they'll do like a quick survey and it'll oh, pop yeah, up back yeah. on oh. your uh, like your main YouTube feed and be like, out of five stars, how did this video, how did you like this video? Was it like, did we recommend the right one? Yeah. And you'd be like, no, no, I don't want any more of these Joe Rogan thinks aliens might land on the spaceship in NASA. I wish <laughs> so bad there was a way to be like, can I watch only the good Joe Rogan videos? <laughs> but there's no way to tell the algorithm that. No. Right. Only Hello, the, Mr. Algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that damn rhythm. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's what I did. Well, I'm just... Played I'm a just, lot of chill, too. I'm just reading through Mr. Boss, WTFs. Um, uh, just his... Just the collection of great... Uh, titles that he's got. Mm. So let's there was go some... a, there was another one I saw. Biggest playoff hits in the <laughs> NHL, and it was Zdeno Chara standing over a downed Alex Ovechkin. Problem: They're both in home jerseys, and Ovechkin is very clearly photoshopped into the picture. That hit never happened. Sorry. But, did you click? Shit. No. Oh. Because okay. I saw. Are you I was sure? about to, and I went. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm not paying oh, that dollar. No I am way. not. I will not give him one tenth of a cent by clicking this or whatever it is. No, I'm just, I, you didn't Mazda negotiate that. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh. <laughs> and then I said, "All right," and I clicked it. <laughs> it's basically. Yeah, I'm not gonna do this. Tell me about Mr. Boss. What the fuck? Okay, so what happens if you get inside the Devil's Treehouse in Red Dead Redemption Two? The Devil's Treehouse. Mm -hmm. What what does happen? I, I don't know. You'll have to find Guess out. Guess we'll never know. What about? Have you found out about Dutch Vanderlyn's secret identity, which is revealed in Red Dead Redemption Two? He no, it isn't. <laughs> is that that his real name isn't Dutch? Because <laughs> Fizzy touches upon that, he just didn't need a whole freaking video for it. Um, the one big thing that most players guy. never noticed about Micah Bell in Red Dead Redemption Two. What could it be? I wonder. What could it be? And what's the thumbnail? <laughs> The uh, I don't oh it's uh the thumbnail is just uh uh the the guy walking uh, oh Arthur man Walken. Arthur Walken. super mysterious uh, the untold story of the Vanderlyn game gang the untold story of the van yes even though it's the whole a fictional story so <laughs> the whole story is told there is no untold story what really happens if you get inside the escape prisoners cabinet in Red Dead Redemption two what could I'd happen to know. Wow. Probably this, nothing. So, yeah. Like every one of this guy's freaking videos. <laughs> he's getting, like, I'm looking at the videos he's got. They're all like 1.5 million. No, no, no. They're not. They're like A 85, 61, 88,000, 188,000. That's um, still really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. No, listen, good for him. Um, but, like, I mean, he's not, they're not, I, I'm sure he's got some bangers, but these are not all crazy. He I does not have bangers. <laughs> As someone who watches it. a disgusting amount of Red Dead content, he why, has no bad. Why don't you just play it though? Because I've already played it twice. Oh, and which is 120 hours. That's a lot of time. It's 60 hours each playthrough, pretty much. So if you do it, properly. are you actually learning anything new at this point? I actually am. Really? Because it's such a disgustingly huge map. And I guess they realized, oh, okay, people have finally overturned every rock. They're adding updates with like, oh. There's a guy, like, hanging from this rock that didn't used to be there. And so they're adding all these new little Easter eggs. Oh, okay. So you can go see them? Rockstar Games. It's the best. It is great. I all My life's goal is to be on the radio in a GTA game. It's my life's goal. Oh, man. I would die. That would oh. be amazing. Oh. To be one of the DJs? Or to be a character in Chell. <laughs> 50 overall skating. <laughs> 
You can Which just, is generous. Can you not create your own player? And do your no, own? I want it done for me. Oh, okay. You want it to just exist within the game. Yeah, I want a character with like an oblong body and giant head. And just the biggest helmet no, in the you game besides JVR. You should have the Eric Lindros body from NHL 99. Just, which is just a tree trunk. <laughs> just him, Sundin, and Podokorowski. Like, coming down the ice. They were ridiculous looking. It was the best. And then you get... Then you get Kyle Wellwood in there. That <laughs> or little, Theo Fleury. That little, yeah, those little ticks you just pick out of your dog's fur and they just rush up the ice and they score a goal. That's... And then they celebrate with Barnakarovsky and Lindros <laughs> and Sundin. I had well, a great Christmas. Listen, you've been Dude's waiting up. for this for two weeks now. Specifically, you've waited for Jesse's answer for this. And now we're going to get into it. Who are the crowd, gentlemen? I wonder... Live life generously. Life will treat you royally. Why not put yourself a Why crown not? royal? Because we're going to talk about who wore the crown. The Leaf, who gives it all for their team, for the blue and white. Because it's our town. It's our crown. It's not about what you have, but what you give. So let's get into it. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously. Life treats you royally. Steven Dangle. I guess we'll go from the last game. Or what? do we want to go over the last two weeks? Would you prefer to when do it? When was our like, last show? Last show was Friday. Uh, December the 21st, I want to say. Yeah, so we didn't even, so we haven't even done a show since the 8-6 Carolina game. No, we haven't. What? They have not, since we went on break, lost in regulation. That's great. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome. That's unreal. Two weeks. So the crown is the entire damn team, but I got to give it to one person. This guy cannot stop, and he's looking more and more dominant on a new line, um, last night, he can make Tippins look impressive. Austin Matthews. Yeah. The wow. turnaround no look Tippin over chip. his shoulder. I don't know how he did it. That, well, and the read of the play where yeah. like he almost, like I, what I said was it looked like he did it on purpose, but in order mm-hmm. for him to have done what he did on purpose, he would have had to know <laughs> that Johnny Boychuk was going to shank it. So mm. it's like he Jedi mind went mm, and like just got him to miss it, went to the net. Why would he go to the net? The Leafs don't even have possession because I know we're about to get it because I'm a friggin' Jedi. And the Marner sets him up. No look. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The, the comeback against the Rangers to secure a point. Um, the, we haven't uh, done one since the Carolina game, so the friggin' setup for the Marner 6-5 goal. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, he's yeah. been unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. The Spinorama. I forgot we didn't even talk about We haven't even. The kids game, yeah. No, and that was. That <laughs> next was... year we should be at the kids game. Yeah, the next year. I've, I've been. I, I went to the first one. Oh, where fun. So, okay, they've played three next generation games. Two were against Carolina. In both those games, they put up eight goals. Yes, I remember the other one was, <laughs> wow. like, wasn't it 8-2 last year? Eight. No, last year they played Minnesota, and oh, I want to say they lost. But the year before, they wrecked Scott Darling's day, mm-hmm. and they they saved Mitch Marner's season because he was he was so cold, and he scored in that game. And I want to say it was like his fourth or fifth goal of the season, mm-hmm. and then after that, he just went god mode for for the rest of the way. <clears throat> um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, getting back to what you said, Austin Matthews, where's the crown? He's been unbelievable. I'm going to give it to uh, I'm going to give it to Freddie Anderson, who until last mm-hmm. night had not dre- rested. He At all. started everything, <laughs> did everything, stopped everything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there were a couple games where some goals went in. Who cares? They won. Ah. Um, Freddie Anderson 
has, has Hutchinson won three games since we did our last show? Two. Two. Two? two? Yeah. That's still a lot. Hey, that's <laughs> two more than he had. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the two on the he year. He passed his win total from last year. It's it's funny that <laughs> like Freddie yeah. Anderson is finally, finally going to the All-Star game. He deserves it. He's deserved it for three years. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy. It, it took the Leafs being really bad under Mike Babcock for Freddie Anderson to finally get his due. Oh, Freddie's good. Oh, oh no, way. no way. Freddie's been unbelievable. He's got a 916 save percentage, 21 wins already. 21 wins already. Already. Think about that. And he is on pace right now, I think, to start 67 or 68 games. Now, that is way too much. And it's going to come down. It, it has come to down. change. Yeah. yeah. But you got to think that this guy could beat his own record for most wins uh, yeah. as a Leaf goalie this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And, and he could do it in a rather short amount of time, the way they're playing. I almost gave my crown to Sheldon Keefe, who is the first Leafs coach in 103 years, ever. So the franchise is 103 years old to get 15 wins in his first 20 games. It's preposterous. He beat Hap Day of the 1940-1941 Leafs. You know, what? while we were in like <laughs> full-blown World War II mode. I, I bet it was a Hap Day when he set that oh. record. <laughs> you see, because... That is the most... <laughs> isn't that the most like, 40s Day. name you've ever heard? Hap, Hap Day? Day? I'm surprised he didn't play baseball. Yeah, half well, day seems like a baseball name, right? Yeah, it would. I, I think yeah, the 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 hockey names stopped being hockey names. I think in the seventies, you know what I mean? Mm. You had a lot of Bobbies in the seventies. A lot and of stuff. yeah, Bobby Schmatz, yeah. Bobby Orr, Bobby Hall. Not not a lot of Sprague and, and uh, Sprague Cleghorn. Sprague Cleghorn and who was the other one? Odie. <laughs> Odie. Sprague and his brother Odie Cleghorn. Just Man. a variety of vegetable-sounding, Charlie Brown-sounding <laughs> characters. Jesse. It's uh, it's a 123-point pace, by the way, that Sheldon Keith <laughs> That's is great. on for now, his career. Now, like, remember that three and a half, four weeks ago, we were, they were four, what were they, they were six and four under Sheldon Keith or something, and it was like, well, they look better, but they still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I think and, they were briefly 500 under Keith. Yeah, it was, like, it was they mm-hmm. didn't, they looked different. But the but results they hadn't built yet. Yeah. Right. And like they still I know they didn't have Marner for mm-hmm. at least the first game. Uh and then man, guys keep going down. Janssen, mm-hmm. Moore is It's hard to keep track out. of all these injuries. Mudd well, has a broken guys, foot. Guys, McCann's guys. got a broken foot. Hey I mean, guys, yeah. you guys want to stop on that and get on to Jesse's crown. Oh, oh right. So we can get to Jesse's crown and then we can talk about that. Sorry. We talk about all the injuries. Guys, come on. The coffee. The man walked to the bus on a broken foot oh. just in his dress shoes. Nah. He's tough, tough to reach for the handle if you got a what? surgery on it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> First whiff of 2020. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Muzzin. That's how no, bad that I was. Yeah, I was talking about Muzzin. I keep forgetting that Muzzin's out, but McKay have had an injury. I too. was yeah. saying boards. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. <sighs> you guys. Oh, man. You know you know where it's going when he says you guys. My crown's going back 18 days. Ooh. Two weeks and four days. December 18th to January 5th at... 2 p.m. is around when I looked up the final stats. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So if we start there and we look back, we, f- we will find who the best offensive player in the NHL has been. The best. The best. There's like 800 players, and this one's the best. If you're making a top 50 list of Russians, what are we ranking? 
Biffed. <laughs> <laughs> what are those rankings based on? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. The Biffed on the Biffed. William Nylander, mm. who's going to get my crown. I, I think he deserves it. I don't know. That's fair. Has been the best offensive player in the NHL since December 18th. Goals. First place with eight. Wow. Even strength goals tied for first with Max Domi with, for six. He has six in the uh, points tied for third, 14 behind Matthews and Huber, Huberto, who have 15. Behind a teammate. <laughs> Sixth in even strength points with nine. Players who have taken at least 20 shots first in shooting percentage. Or, uh, so wait, how many? Nine? Or no, eight goals. And he scored. He scored eight goals on 20 shots? At least he's taken, uh, I don't know how many, I think he's taken 23 shots. Or something. He's shooting 34.8%. That's wow. a little bit good. First in shooting percentage. <laughs> oh my Tied God. for fifth in power play points. Those Zero. don't count, though. Nope. <laughs> Those don't do count, not. yeah. They don't so count. we can just focus on the even strength ones, which he leads, so let's no, just do that's that. Right. Zero penalty minutes. What? That? That's a big deal. Just Come on. That's a big deal. Yeah. He's yeah. the best player in the NHL over the last <laughs> two weeks and four days. Legit, though. Like, oh, my God. It, it's everything in every has been offensive so fun. metric. It it's just been sense. so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying this so much. It's, I think the last time I enjoyed it this much, it was 2017. Yeah. 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 I did I not enjoy so. 2018, 2019. No. I didn't. I, like, I've, I've gotten superstitious with Twitter. No, well, maybe just a little stitches, but mm-hmm. like I, I almost never tweet during games now, or it'll be like two or three max, mm. because I feel like the more I tweet, the more they lose. Jesse, remember when? <laughs> um, remember when Steve wouldn't watch uh, the playoffs with us because yeah. he had to be on his good luck couch, uh-huh. and they haven't made it past the first round and. <laughs> Since 2004, it's but the couch is good luck. Do you luck. think maybe it's not good luck? <laughs> maybe the couch isn't good luck. <laughs> it's maybe genetic. the tweets have nothing to do with maybe, the game. Dude, have you, it have has you everything to do with it. How do you consider that there's zero connection? There is, dude, I called, I called my mom to talk about the gold medal game, and she's like, oh, your dad, who watched the whole gold medal game. Mm-hmm. Which gold medal game were we talking about? Uh, Canada versus uh, Russia. The one juniors. you mean today? Yeah, today. Okay. I, I called her right on my way in here. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, dad was in the basement for the final five minutes. He couldn't take it. (laughs) (gasps) He couldn't take it. He missed the Blue Jays winning the World Series. Watched the whole game, and went downstairs, couldn't, couldn't take it. In 93? Joe Carter. Yes! No! (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, the first one or the second one? The first Joe Carter was the second one. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. I was Mm. four and five, I think. He couldn't watch it. He couldn't watch it. That sucks. That's a sports fan. That's where I get it from. That's a sports fan. Yeah. Meanwhile, I like. Hold my eyes open and force my ah! like, watching things, stressing out, freaking out. Uh, but it's been fun. I bet it's been fun. Yeah. William Nealon. Okay. So, well, here, do you want to wrap up the yeah, crown? I do. And then we'll yeah, we'll yeah, keep yeah, talking yeah. about Willie. Uh, Let's do it. That's who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you, as always, by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal old fashioned. Why not? And why not talk more about Willie, who's done, <laughs> like, as Jesse said, I mean, and there's going to be some people that probably disagree with this. I think no, it's hard hard to argue that he's been the best player in the NHL in the last two weeks. Pretty hard to argue. There are probably some other candidates. Um, and he's one of them is his teammate, Austin Matthews. Right. And, <laughs> and, or Mitch Marner or John Tavares. And I think you got to partially judge that 
based on how the team's done. Mm-hmm. And the team is the best team in the NHL in the last 20 games. Mm-hmm. They are, objectively. That, that is... Yeah, just by wins. Mind-blowing. Like, they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Mind-blowing. We're barely at the beginning of 2020, and now we're talking... We're saying ridiculous things like... Hey, the Bruins are right there. Well, and the Bruins, I believe, in their last 20 games, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, I believe they only have five uh, regulation wins in their last 20. I think it's a seven, isn't it a seven-game losing streak? Yeah, they've had a really rough go. Uh, Their last 10 is 4-1-5. and Leafs and Bruins, I want to say, are one regulation win apart, or Mm -hmm. maybe tied. And the only thing that separates them is six points, and the Bruins have six more loser points than the Leafs do. They do. They've, uh, I want to say the Leafs have five, the Bruins have 11. But here's what's interesting, too. If you got rid of the loser points, you would have, um, essentially, a three-way tie between Boston, Toronto, and Tampa right now. So if it was only based on wins and losses, Tampa has won (laughs) six games in a row, and they have played three less games than both Toronto and Boston. They've got 50 points, Toronto's got 53, and Boston's got 59. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, like, like we were talking two weeks ago as if catching the Bruins was unthinkable. They and are the, now and within, the Lightning are dead. <laughs> the Leafs, yeah. Well, I kept saying, no, they're the Lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Uh, Boston, Some gritty wins, too. Boston, uh, I still think is Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're having a, a bit of a down spell. It's but I, no regulation wins in the last three games. But oh, still. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, nothing. That's it's a nothing. blip. Yeah. It's just... Bad timing because yeah. Toronto and uh, Toronto and Tampa are in such a such a tear, and they still have a six point but lead. But isn't it funny <laughs> that you've got Florida on the outside looking in, and you've got Buffalo and Montreal, these teams that started pretty well, that were looking pretty good. Tampa now, won such a big game over Buffalo too. Buffalo was up four one. Mm-hmm. Tampa looked mm-hmm. dead, and they came back and won that game. I want to say six uh, four. And it, it's funny, even if you look at the conferences. Both wildcard teams in both conferences, so you got Carolina and Philly right now, and Edmonton and Winnipeg, they're all at about 48 to 50 points, both of them. So both, if, if things remain the, as they are, you're going to have one of the craziest on both sides, Eastern and Western Conference, craziest playoff fighting matches you'll ever see. It's this unbelievable. Because be, usually you've got so many teams that are like Detroit, New Jersey, and Ottawa out of it. But... If things continue the way they are, you could have five or six teams in each conference fighting for those last two spots, which makes it even more important that Toronto and Tampa, teams that are expected to do well, continue to win the, the way that they are and lock these things in early. They are by no means locked in. And I mean, like, Florida could, Florida is three points back of Tampa, six points back of the Leafs. It sounds like a lot. And it is. You can make it up in a week. Yeah. The Leafs did it. Yep. Well, they've done it in a month. They're not going to yeah. play 15 wins in 20 games hockey for the rest of the year. They can't. They, they can't. could. Well, they could. Well, <laughs> theoretically, they absolutely can. I, I logged on to uh, Twitter for like two seconds to see what the reaction was when the Leafs lost to the Rangers because I thought that was going to be interesting just by the fact that, you know, people were so – it was so funny because this is a team that's red hot and they did steal a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still lost, whatever. Yeah. But people are like, you know, you shouldn't be excited. The Leafs got a point. They got a. They got only a point against the Rangers. Wow. I hate Who are really charging? F- they're flirting with yeah. the playoff spot. Yeah. Western road trip's been a bit tough. They're, yeah, Canucks okh- okay. got them last night. They've lost three yeah, in a row. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So and they they haven't had a good road trip. But and before that, they were right there. They were ahead of the Leafs in the standings, like. A week and a half ago. They're about seven points out of us. Yeah, they come back tough. to earth real quick. Wow. But so is Montreal. Montreal's got only a point up on the Rangers. Uh, really? Yeah. So, um, 
No, I, I think I think it's just funny to to gauge the reaction because obviously the Leafs have been winning and they've been winning in the style that we expected them to win it, right? This is the style that we wanted them to be, that totally. we hoped that they would play like, you know, that Mike Babcock, that, that it's fun, isn't it? But it's dumb. That quote's been mm -hmm. circulating over and over and over again. This is what this team was built to do. It was not built to win one nothing games. It was built to win 8-6 games. And they've, they've had a couple imperfect lockdown wins. I think last night was one of them. Yeah. Where they kind of flipped it on its head. Was a... I don't know about imperfect even. Like in, their third periods have been getting noticeably better. If you could stay up past the first period. If you could stay because up because holy moly that was boring. Oh yeah. <laughs> the oh, really? or the so the Islanders just play boring hockey. Yeah. That's their thing. Yeah, but like I don't know, you got to admire it a little bit. They were analyzing oh, no, it on the I'm... broadcast and it looks like it's almost like uh, you ever see like a cell under a microscope <laughs> how it just sort of morphs and blobs like that that's exactly what they were doing. But the Leafs had a great third period in that one. They got shelled by Winnipeg for the most part, mm -hmm. but I thought pretty good third <clears throat> period again. Yeah, but Patrick Linus should have had five goals himself. In the first. In the first, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Minnesota, that was another one where the Leafs had a pretty bad second period where mm -hmm. they yep. they got shelled a little bit. That was also the game no one saw because it was on New Year's Eve because <laughs> scheduling is perfect. Yes, it was. No. <laughs> Better well, than their they Vegas all saw game. ice surfing. Better so. than their Vegas game a couple years ago when they went into oh. Vegas and got shelled five <laughs> and just got yeah. We were talking. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if we ever talked I about do. it on the show, but we talked about and flirted with the idea of all of us, all yeah. three of us, and our wives and girlfriends Jesse was single at the time, going to <laughs> um, Vegas. Going to Vegas. Oh, uh, and Eve. watching the game and spending New Year's Eve in Vegas. Yeah. Thank, Thank God. goodness. And also, I, the only reason we didn't is because I was getting married in the month. Yeah. That's right. The that was the only reason we didn't go. <laughs> Thank God. I still want to go see it. It would have been Vegas, a good time. Oh, oh yeah. come we would have had fun. <laughs> but we would have paid like $400 cover to get into a club. And, uh, and just been Steve would have been depressed. <laughs> yeah. We would have had to try to cheer him up the whole night in Vegas. He would have been trying to do an LFR from yeah. the club. <laughs> hey, I'm at the Grand. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Steve, that's not even your phone. That's a coaster. Hey, hey. Everyone, this is Mr. Boss. What the fuck? I would anyone lost. want to see what happens if the Leafs won tonight? Oh, they didn't. No. I got a video on the winning anyway. Can you please? Oh, can gosh. you please do a video like an LFR? Like Mr. Boss, what the fuck? <laughs> Doug Gilmore's coming back. <laughs> you imagine? Sundin's playing way. <laughs> Potvin's in there? It's like the ghost of Felix Potvin. That's how, that's how you should name your that's next LFR. You yeah, you have to name your next LFR like that, and only only people who listen to the show get it. Everybody oh. else can be like, what are you doing? Well, I don't uh, understand. Doug Gilmore's coming back. I'm subscribed. Doug Gilmore? <laughs> we gotta do it. Um, so yeah, they locked down the third. They well, no, <laughs> But you're talking about a team that, like, like you say, imperfectly locked down. You look at the players that you have that would lock down, right? That, that this, Muzzin's out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mikheyev, who's who's been really good offensively, like shockingly good. Um, if you have and defensively, thirty nine games he played, he had twenty three points. Mm -hmm. But but the it's what he does on the defensive side of the puck. You're like, man, wow, he's, he's a really good player, super responsible. Um, you've got Cody Cece back there, who is. A bit of a, you just don't know what's going to happen. He had a really good game, not um, not last night, but the night before. Who they play? Uh, the Jets. The Jets versus the he's Jets. Been I not thought CZ played a good game because I think he just been... did his role. The last dozen yeah. games or so, like 
I wouldn't say he's been spectacular, but I I definitely don't mind him. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him on the He's PK never going to be spectacular. No, but no if he's, he's just not. his average, then it's like, he's, that's he, solid. But what what did we yell and scream for? We I wanted him to be traded right away because they were playing <laughs> yeah. him on the first first pair. God forsaken pair. Yeah. And now he's on the third and weirdly I don't hate him. Right? That was the point. Yeah. It was it, because what what pissed us off so much and, and made everybody crazy about Nikita Zaitsev was every time he got the puck, he'd just fire it off for an icing. Yeah. yeah. And and so it's like and, and he was playing in a role where Nikita Zaitsev could never have succeeded. No. And so Babs took like you said, took Cody Cece, put him in a in a role he can't succeed in, and I don't first line with first Morgan line, Riley. Yeah. But now <laughs> the less you talk about him, the better game he had. Yeah. Yep. And and I want to say this, Martin Marincin, unless he's got the puck, has been really impressive. He's, he's just terrifying. Not, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a terrifying puck handler, but uh, I I don't mind him. No, as a stopgap, I don't either. Don't either. But you look at the guys that they would shut down, and I, I specifically point to Jake Muzzin and that sort of thing. They don't have a lot of guys that would do that, mm-hmm. but Mikheyev and Muzzin are two guys that I think are pretty responsible players. Oh yeah, um, those two guys are out. And they're still able to do things like play the Islanders and play them to a shutout in front of Michael Hutchinson. And yeah. play and play the Islanders' way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Riley Berry, I think, has been getting much better. Right. Well, there's still the a bit of an adventure. Yeah, they sure are. But you yeah. know what? Better to have a high-skill adventure than a low-skill adventure. Yeah. We saw years and years of low-skill adventure here in Toronto. I like... I. I can understand why people are scared every time Riley versus whatever forward is in a one-on-one, as in, like, they're coming in on Riley. I get that. But look at what he brings otherwise. There are weaknesses to his game, I agree. But Morgan Riley already has 25 points. He's, he's... uh, Does he? Yeah. Wow, and he's had such a hard time scoring. Yeah, like, that. that, this is the thing. He's had a hard time scoring. He's sixth on the team in scoring. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. Oh, no, fifth. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Riley. Well, and they had the number one mission of, okay, we got to get Barry to score. And now they have, and now it's been, I think, 28 or 9 games since Riley scored a goal. Yep. And it seems pretty obvious that they're really trying to get Morgan one. Right. They're, uh, I forget which game it was. Yeah, it might have been the Rangers game. He had 10 shots. Tyson Barry, funnily enough, who had a terrible start to the year because of mm-hmm. how he was being used. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the points right now. He's only got... Three points less than Riley. Under Sheldon Keefe, he's on the pace that we all thought he would be, which is somewhere between 60, 55 and 60. Yeah. yeah. He's the player. He's He is who we thought he was. This whole... Fans of teams that aren't the Leafs, you're not going to get it. <clears throat> this whole Sheldon Keefe run has been fantasy camp. Like, isn't it just all your dreams are coming true? Well, yeah. yeah. They're doing... Well, Everything I've ever wanted them to do. And after last night's game, he said, I know we need to start using our backup, backup goalie more. And, like, that's ah! that's the final piece to we, this puzzle. We need to use a backup goalie more. Great. CC to third pair. Great. Riley Berry. Great. Uh, Matthews with Marner. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Babcock had over three years to even try it. And he and never, never did. did. Never did. Not once. Yeah. Power play. Great. Penalty kill. Great. <laughs> Calling up a bunch of guys from the Marlies. Great. Everything is coming up Millhouse. It's the best. <laughs> Except right. I, there's a couple things I do want to point out. Of course. Uh, and there is on every team. Of mm-hmm. course. I don't know what Mason Marchment brings. No, I don't think. Nah. If I he, haven't been overly impressed. He might be an NHL games. player eventually, but he's not yet. 
No. I, I think Adam Brooks is an NHL player. Oh, 100%. Yes. And I don't Adam understand Brooks why they're not amazing. playing him. Uh, no, uh, I think it was they got to get Timoshov in the lineup once. Yeah. Um, uh, they're they're just trying to rotate right. a little bit. Brooks okay. had a fantastic game against Winnipeg, yeah. and I thought it was a little tough taking him out of the lineup uh, after that game. But, I mean, I couldn't tell you how his first three games went because they didn't really play him. And then the Winnipeg game comes, and he's obviously full of piss and vinegar. I wonder if game three, four, five of Mason Marchman's career is better. First one, I was pretty unimpressed. Second one, he almost scored. But yeah, like, but was overall, he good? what did him and Goche have going? Yeah, not not a ton. He's he's got a Mason Marchman's got a belligerent style, mm-hmm. and but like, what do you what do you do when you're new somewhere? You go. Sup, fuckers? Or, no, you go. Hey, hi, I'm Mason. You know, sure. no, we need we need him to be a, an asshole. But he's as somebody who knows more about the Marlies than I would assume Adam bit. and I do. He's never been projected to be a top six guy, right? No, God, no, no, no. no. But, he's but, a fringe NHLer. Yeah, I think best. But I, I don't know. It, it, to me, I just looked at that and I said, okay, for for a guy that's expected to do that role, which is you know fourth line wing or whatever, I don't see it yet. Hmm. Based on even other that, players even that they fourth have. line, you don't even see that. Not yet. I didn't, also... I didn't. I think they had better options, and he, I and I, I know that they're trying things out. Yeah. But I I want to see more Adam Brooks. I do. I, I was surprised just because Mason Marchman's played so little hockey, just because of all the injuries and mm-hmm. surgeries he's had to go through. Um, Bracco is dying for a chance. Oh yeah. Um, oh like, yeah. You're if you're giving guys a shot. Bracco's got to be the... Why is Bracco not the guy? Well, because I think... I have a feeling this is them strong-arming him a bit because like, I was talking to someone. They're like... Because Jeremy Bracco has asked for a trade. And they're has like, he? Yes. Oh, well, uh. So according to Elliot Friedman, um, Bracco, Timoshov, and Harper have all asked for, you know, for uh, the Leafs to at least explore. If another opportunity okay. came up. Right. Harper, I get, I get. Harper, I heard. He's, yeah. he's got... Man, that uh, Carlson... Hail Mary pass in 2017 to Hoffman. Mm-hmm. The goal celebration, Harper was Carlson's defense partner. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't but believe he that. Wasn't, so, but Ben Harper's not uh, I an mean, NHL player? No. Not on he's not. I don't think he's a he's a starter on a team that's gonna win the cup. No, so but he's played enough in the NHL that he's he probably wants the opportunity. Sure. And that's fine. Timoshov, I'm like, dude, were you gonna make it out of camp anywhere else? Like, I, that that to me is a little bit mystifying. That was surprising. I'm very mm-hmm. confused by that. Bracco, I sort of understand, but who the hell is Jeremy Bracco to? What well, he can request it. I understand sure. it. It makes perfect sense. Does he does he really have a future with the Leaf team this strong up the right side? Maybe if he was better. M- maybe, but I, well, that's I think they're trying to send the message. Like you can, you can make this team. Yeah, if you just do the things that we tell There's you. There's been to. so many opportunities for so many Marlies yeah. in this season. Also, don't let an AHL prospect tell you what you what can do. and can't do. That's the whole thing with like uh, guys on like entry level deals and RFA deals. Is you don't really have to listen to them. No. Well, and I doubt <laughs> unless that they're, they're stars. I doubt that they're actually trying to trade Bracco I don't unless it's for are. that vaunted right-handed right-handed shot defenseman that they keep looking but for. But you're not going to get for Jeremy Bracco. Well, no, so you're not. I think he him. would be a throw-in as a not a throw-in. He'd be a value a add as a part of a deal. Yeah. Right. Um, and you would expect that it would be like a Kapanen or a Janssen going the other way. High price to pay. Yeah. But again, 
you're, you're trying to get a right-handed shot defenseman who's a top-flight starter. Not not easy to get. And then you push Barry down the lineup and Hall down the lineup, and yeah. all of a sudden you look real good. Real good. But I think with the Mikheyev injury, uh, that might be shot to pieces. Maybe? I think that you... For you a little are, bit. Well, yeah. Sure. So imagine, because you've, you've lost Janssen for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so supposedly... Well, he's skating, but yeah. I don't think he's... Supposed to come back until like, and Trevor Moore's break. out. Yeah. Yep. So imagine you skated today. Imagine too. you mm-hmm. lose Kapanen now. Yeah. Like this is the thing. Who looks great? The whole that point. third line right wing role. It's the only role he can play, but he's so good at it. Yeah. Well, and and maybe he could. I mean, there was that that play he did last night to set up Engvall was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he can do that all the time, he's a first or second line player in this league, no problem anywhere. I just. I don't know. For whatever reason, every time he finds himself in the top six with the Leafs, I don't love it. No. Second he hits the third line, I'm like, the best. Yeah. He is. The best. But it's a great so fit. Him I, and Engvall, oh, they're great. you're not catching them. So the question I have then is, you know, because you know, I, I don't think if the Bracco trade comes, I think that it's not happening this season. I think that mm. the defenseman that everybody wants is Timothy Lilligren. And, yeah, maybe. And the way he's played with the Marlies this year... Uh, suggests that he's probably right close to ready. Um, and I think the way Rasmus Sandin has played, or Sandin now, because they've changed his pronunciation again, so Rasmus yeah. Sandin has played, uh, and did play at the at the World Juniors. I mean, this guy is, th- those two guys are your ads on the back end for the playoffs. And what Chris Johnson said about them not worrying about burning the year, that's such great news. You know, you just run <laughs> well, with the best care? lineup. Who this cares? Year. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Run the best team out. Yeah. Yeah. Now yes. it's, like, yes. I can understand that four years ago. Now right. it's not the time. Yeah. So it sounds like those are the two guys who are going to be here, and they're, they're going to be your ads for the deadline. Right. Yeah. Try to win. And yeah. wouldn't you want... What a, what a concept. So you guys got... You, you have guys that are, have already played under Keefe, Noah's system, you know, like like Lilligren's with his third... This would be his third season under Keefe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 20 now. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it'd be... Yeah, this is the yeah. third season. For if, if they had completed it, if, if Babcock had remained coach, whatever. I'm on Christmas speed still. No, it's all so, good. Um... I wonder if they're just sort of waiting out to see how everything else goes. Like, I feel like those guys are coming. If they, I, if, I if, if Mason Marchman's getting a shot, how do Lilligren and Sandine not get in? They're evaluating a lot of things. Well, and also, with everyone who's gotten their shot recently, seeing how certain players play, the general manager and head coach did not look at hockey the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't think they looked at hockey close to the same way. No. Come on. Spets is playing like third line center on purpose. Like, He's been really good. <laughs> Spets has been amazing. I I think so. I don't I don't love him as the permanent third line center. Mm-hmm. But boy, I really well, love him. Well, you're going to run I, into injuries in the playoffs. I know. So you don't hate that. And he was really good in the playoffs last year with Dallas mm-hmm. in the second and round. And Engvall can play center. I Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. He can play center. Um, love him. Dude, he's on pace for 40 points and kills penalties. And he was just chilling in the minors? Yeah. What? Uh, also, it's... come playoff time, it's Matthews and Tavares. And if they're running out for 23 minutes, who cares what your third line exactly. is? Exactly. As long as just guys who have speed and are just yeah. going to work for the puck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, know? what you want to do, you're absolutely right, Jesse. It's run those guys out there shift after shift. And then if they need a break... Run Kapan and Angval Janssen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then and rotate just in spots or whatever. Yeah, and blow the tires off the red, yeah. whatever is red. And I, I loved um, 
I loved Barry Trotz's uh, lines last night. I don't know if you guys noticed this. No, I was, didn't hear him. Uh, no, no, not the combos, but the fact that oh. even down like two goals at mm-hmm. the end of the third, he's still running the fourth line out there. Oh. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, it's like Babcock all over again. Like, what do you, like, why? Yeah. Well, Barry Trotz still running the f- yeah. four lines all equally. Like, He won a cup two years ago, yeah. so. Uh, Martin almost he knows scored. a thing or two, but. Martin almost scored. Huh? I thought Martin almost scored. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did anyway, scored. I just wow. it just made me laugh. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> but I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they because it's clearly they're tinkering and they're playing and whatever. Yeah. The the Tavares Nylander thing. Getting oh, back to Nylander. Yeah. My God! Like half an hour. <laughs> ago. The thing that <laughs> we're not talking incredible. about with that line is Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. Great fit. Secret Fantastic weapon. fit. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I. Maybe they misread, uh, him as like a center long term. Because, wow, is he a really good winger. And he's the perfect fit for that line. Mm-hmm. Feisty little bastard, fast. Mm-hmm. He's got great instincts. It, I hate to bring this up, but it almost makes me wonder what that what could have happened if they'd put Kadri on the wing last year. Yeah. No, you, you get the exact <sighs> you know? same vibes. Because he's, he's the guy who's working for the puck, and he's playing kind of like a center who's doing all yeah. the dirty things and getting back to the other end. But he's doing it from the wing. Yeah. So it's just even more. It's just supplanting more of the play. Yeah, It's unbelievable. It's, I, although, I don't know. I've seen some people, oh, that trade's an unmitigated disaster. I'm like, okay. No. Wait, Kerfoot's, Yeah. Oh, it's not. Kerfoot's been fine. And try picturing this team. I, I get that Barry's been frustrating. Picture this team without him. They're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're he's had so twenty-two screwed. points in 40, yeah. 43 games. He's been pretty good. You like Justin Hall? Yes. Do you like Justin Hall for thirty-five minutes a night? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, they're uh, they're fine. It's it's been a good <laughs> deal. How can a team that's won fifteen of their last twenty? How can you look at that trade and those players and go under disaster? disaster. Scar You're <laughs> Just years and years, layers and layers of scar tissue. Also, in this people fan base. like being unhappy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't Legit, know what it is. Yes. Like, no yeah. team is perfect. No. No team. The Pittsburgh Penguins, both years that they won the Cup, like, that That team is hilarious, the stuff they do. And I understand why all their fans go prematurely bald and gray. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. uh, because they're, they're lunatics on the ice, the way they execute, but mm, Malkin Crosby. That uh, Acton Fuleman tweet about um, Malkin gaining the zone and passes to his wingers Mark Donk and Buzz Flibbit. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on yeah. with that team right now. Brian Rust is like God, uh, apparently, it's just all of a sudden. I was watching him against Montreal last night, and I'm like, this Brian Rust, like, he, he won a couple cups, mm-hmm. hibernated Hibernated for two years like a friggin' Zakata or Zakata, whatever. You know, those bugs that bury <laughs> underground for years uh-huh. at a time. And then he just came out and he's just banging in all these goals. Mm-hmm. Well, don't don't tell uh, Nick Suzuki anything about last night. Ooh. Did you what? see the play that led to the overtime goal? Uh, I did. It's a, it's a ru- it's two on two is basically the rush, and then Nick Suzuki is like, "Hey, I know Pittsburgh has the puck, and it's a two on two rush, but I'm gonna go for a line change." Oh, it was a bad. Oh, line. So I wasn't paying attention. And then to that. he goes right to the, the bench. It's two on one coming down. Mac Domi's all on his on his. Uh, he's alone, and they yeah. score. Yeah, the three on three is all about who line changes the best. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Oh my God! Uh, Buzz Flip, Tavares, Nylander, and Kerfoot. Yeah, well, no, I just think Kerfoot's <laughs> such a great addition there. And if you've got two big lines going, 
the way like it's nice to see Hyman and Matthews back together again. It really shows what a difference it makes. Hyman's playing so good, so good, so well. It's amazing. I, don't, I know a lot of it's empty netters, but he's on pace for like, th- well, sorry, over eighty-two games, which he obviously can't do. He's on pace for like thirty-five goals. Unbelievable. Who cares if it's empty netters? Are they goals? They're goals. They're and goals. Matthews and Marner seem to love playing with each other. They, I, I, like they seem like they're putting on a show for everybody. Yeah, because they they know they're playing shit. together. Yeah. and it seems like they're showing off, and it's amazing because it's working. They're, it's beautiful. They're, the whole season's a revenge game. Yeah, every game is a revenge <laughs> game. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. See, they're, Mike told you, Mike. Their entire <laughs> right. lives. I think if you were to see Matthews and Marner just walking down the street, they'd be like this. Like, just walking with Both two middle, middle fingers. fingers in the air, just, fuck <laughs> you. And now, I play with Mitch. I score a bunch of goals. My mom and dad are meeting Justin Bieber. I am living my life, Michael. He cut his hair, had ice cream with his girlfriends. Wait, Wait, okay, <laughs> am I talking about Matthew still? I don't know. <laughs> Matthews or Kapanen? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not getting involved. That's my personal life. Who cares? Uh, Fair but, enough. But, you went uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> down the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me let me, let me me wrangle the show that I unwrangled. Um, I want to know what you think. Because uh-huh. Willie's your guy. Okay. So I said this. As an observation that is meant to be uh, a compliment, Mm -hmm. but I can see people rolling their eyes. I think part of the reason that Willie has really emerged recently is John Tavares. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with this Leafs team, you always got to look at it forensically. And Mitch, for the first couple years of his career, he's playing with Bozak, he's playing with JVR, then he plays with Tavares full-time. Nylander's never really regularly played with a vet, mm-hmm. has he? No, I think that's I think him playing with Tavares is what's really opened him up. Yeah, yeah. Because you you're putting him in a position where he can kind of he does what he does best at all, in all times when he's on that line. Yep. Because he doesn't have to worry about um, taking the defensive play. That's on Kerfoot and Tavares. Mm-hmm. He can kind of when he gets the puck, he'll. Entry or enter the zone amazingly like he does every time, and then he can just kind of float, either get to the front of the net or just be open for a sweet pass where you just shove it in. And he's a great like, high. He's guy. so good at that. Yeah, he, he he plays. He's his best defense is at the offensive blue line, mm-hmm. and he did that to Jack Hughes, stole the puck right off him. And I mean, it's not every day you get the other team to score on their own net, but right. you know, he's he's really good at stealing the puck, sort of on the offensive half of the ice there. Um. And yeah, I just I just feel like you know there, there were the the rookie line in sixteen seventeen was so fun the Hyman Matthews uh, Willie line it was so fun but at some point those guys had to learn from somebody and they never really got to Matthews especially yeah he's never really regularly played with a vet and then when Matthews is playing with Marner it's Marner's kind of always looking to pass first. And that works so well with Matthews. Nylander never played that with Matthews. It, or if he did, that's out of his comfort zone. And yeah. now, that, now that he's with Tavares, it's kind of like, okay. Can he I, can, go ahead. Well, no, I want to... I wanna, I, I, I've seen what you're getting at, and I don't know if... I was thinking about this, too. And you know how there are some people that are super creative and super like, whoa, they think outside of the box? And then there are super some people to do the same thing are super straight line, and this yeah. is the task, and here's how I get... Like the straightest line from task A to task B, that's how that's the difference 
that I see. Matthews and Marner are out there to recreate hockey. They're interpretive dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tavares and Nylander seem to be like, how do I how do I get to point A yeah. to point B? Is Let's just as execute. They're line, execute. line yeah. dancers. Line dancers. Yeah, line dancers. <laughs> and that seems to be the perfect thing to get them going, and it's worked beautifully. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. And Kerfoot, like... I, I love uh, all the Kerfoot interviews I'm seeing where they're, they're like, so what's it like playing with Tavares and Nylander? And he just starts like, it's it's like he's containing his laughter. <laughs> he's just like, dude, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a really good opportunity for him, man. It's the best. And I think there's a, there's a huge, um, I mean, obviously there's going to be a bit of a, Eventually, a bit of like, well, you know, they've well, they've only gone five and five in their last ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna go. It's going to happen. It's four happen. and six at some point, mm-hmm. or even six and four, and people will be like, whoa, oh. well. whoa, and two of the six will be shootout wins. Oh no, which don't oh. even freaking count. Those, count. those don't count. <laughs> Did you know that? I forgot those. Don't they count. take them out of the schedule. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. garbage. You win the shootout, you play seventy, no, it, 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 seventy games that year. <laughs> You only no no. It's, it's also funny too because unless you beat a good team in the shootout, like if you if you beat the Senators, sorry Sens fans, in the shootout, they know. people mm-hmm. will be like, whoa, the fact that it even got there. That's that's the problem. equivalent of a seven goal loss. That's a negative five that's points. It, it's losing your team. Then you have to relocate. You have to relocate <laughs> because they won a game that didn't even matter in the shit. It also hockey's garbage. And You're now the garbage. Atlanta Maple Leafs. Yeah! yeah. Go back to Atlanta. Yeah! <laughs> Powder blue. <laughs> Weird. Finally, Canada is giving Atlanta a team. Nah. <laughs> there you go. Atlanta is the most giving city for Canadian hockey. Calgary, uh, you want a team? Sure. Winnipeg, you want your team back? <laughs> yeah, sure, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, so these are the Jets? Well, no, they're the Jets. Right, the Jets. No, no, no. no, no these no, are no. the Jets. No, but but I want the. They get so none get of the, all records. the Jets stuff. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. They get the Phoenix. Jets stuff. You get yeah. the Jets stuff. The historic <laughs> Phoenix place. Yeah. No. You know. No. You know what the people of Phoenix care about? Jets records. Yeah. They love. Coyotes legend Dale Howardchuk. Do you remember that whiteout whoa, they whoa, had whoa. in 92 <laughs> in Phoenix? You guys need to pause the show because at the mere mention of Dale Howardchuk, all of our Arizona listeners would burst into tears with reverence for the man. <laughs> they rise up with their hands over their hearts and they recite the Dale, Dale Howardchuk. Howardchuk. <laughs> I pledge Guy who played for our team. I pledge allegiance to the Chuck. It's <laughs> <sighs> just, just great. Yeah. They love them. Anyway. They're all those Avco Cup banners. <laughs> they just love them. It's one of the dumbest things in sports. It is stupid. so That records dumb. stay with teams and not cities. It's the city. It's, it should no, be the city. Here's the thing, is that we're changing that by doing this. Yes. We are cha- having Franchises a oh, yeah. mean... <laughs> When it comes to these things, it's where it happened. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what matters. Yeah. The fan base. Who cares yeah. about where the franchise happened to be? It's where it happened. The fan base that saw it. That's what matters. The fans matter. Did the Atlanta Flames do anything? And if they did, do any Calgary Flame fans give a shit? No. Mm-hmm. Calgary Flames, the Calgary Flames started when they got to Calgary. Mm-hmm. They don't have any Atlanta records anyway. I bet I bet the Flames were, I'm pretty sure the Atlanta Flames were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Were they not? I would assume. Minnesota North Stars, I think, went to a cup final. They did. Who cares? That's great. Mm -hmm. Gives a shit. So (laughs) the Los Angeles Rams moved Mm. to St. Louis, became the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Then the St. Louis Rams moved to L.A. and became Los Angeles Rams And they won a championship in St. Louis. They did. Yes. They went to a couple Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. So 
does LA get that Super Bowl that they won in St. Louis? No. See, that's a weird one because you could be you could be an LA fan that continued cheering for them when they went to St. Louis and then they came back. Yeah. I agree. Hmm. At St. Louis's championship. Now you could be a fan and you could have cheered for both, but one is not the other. That does not. It just yeah. means that there was a twenty-year diversion with the Rams. Mm, an armistice. Yeah. No. <laughs> is that that's no? Sorry, I tried to be out. Fuck it I tried to be out of the show. Ruined it. We tried to go with him on that, yeah. but it just didn't work. It's not enough. Oh, no. get him next year. It's one hundred percent only get him in next LA. Decade. Uh, I agree. Kurt yeah. Warner is not an LA Rams great. Yeah, I always say that. Just about, saying. Was Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. That's Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Oh Isaac my God. Bruce. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Greatest show oh, on turf. Oh, all they call him the LA. Falker. <laughs> 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 did you know? Did you not watch anything besides hockey? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Man, they oh, they yeah. basically the Rams are the ones that kicked off the Brady dynasty because mm-hmm. they were the other team that Brady played in his first wor- or Super Bowl. That's right! And I was playing, and I remember because I was playing The Sims and watching the Super Bowl, and and we all thought the Rams were going to win, and then yeah. I think with like a minute left, the the whoever the... Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri with the yeah. kick! Yeah. That's right! 17 or 2017 or something like that. Oh, man. Go sports. Stop. <laughs> I love sports. I hate you. <laughs> man, football is so exciting too. Like a kid. Oh, man. I went to a, a Bucks Falcons game in Tampa oh, when I was there over the break. Yeah, that's where they play. And uh, it's Raymond James. Oh, Stadium. were you there for the 30 30 game? I sure was. No way! Yeah. That's awesome. And it, and it was wicked because it went to like overtime. It was yeah. over like a play in overtime. Was that James Winston? Like yeah. two weeks? Yeah. yeah, it was It was phenomenal. It was I so heard about this. So, yeah, James. Jameis Winston became the first ever quarterback to throw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns in a season. And yeah. he did it on the last play of the season because he threw an interception in overtime that was returned for a pick six to end the year. Oh. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's was, awesome. I can't believe you were there. It's like, it's like, hey, we're going to an overtime. Overtime's over. <laughs> it was like that. And done. <laughs> and done. Um, but it was cool. Like the, um, I, it was sort of like half full in Raymond mm. James because I don't think the Bucks have been good for a while, but no. they're better. They're much better than they used to be. Did you go? Did you get the? Is the ship like real? Can you sit? In oh, it? the ship's very real. Yeah? I don't think you can get up there. We couldn't get up there at that no. point. But it, the ship is huge, and it's like uh, they have a ship in their. Stadium. It's like uh, Columbus. I've, I've gathered that. It's they don't play for those about to rock, but they do fire a cannon. So they oh. fire one cannon when they get into the red zone, and then they just fucking broadside you with cannon shot when uh Wait, when, when they, they get... get within 20 yards yeah, they just no, blow the cannon yeah, no 10 yards 10 yards ten yeah. yards. <laughs> they blow what? a cannon that's ridiculous and then, and then that's they... not an accomplishment <laughs> and then they and then when they score a touchdown it's like 10 of them it's like bang 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 bang, bang it. oh my god i love that it was great <laughs> listen bucks fans haven't had a lot since uh brad johnson and john gruden in 2003 i think oh, so yeah, yeah. been a while and buzz, so, uh, buzz flibbit and buzz, buzz flibbit. <laughs> and mark donk <laughs> hey let's talk about the world juniors just a little bit yeah. we said before the break i was like we and maybe it was just burnout but i think we were all kind of like it was out, burnout and we were like ah, i'm not that interested wow was i after that rush after they lost to russia i became yeah. interested we got one oh. hell of a tournament there that was great so many storylines too yeah well and i i found it hard to like pay the most attention to canada just because i was watching nick robertson and uh, rasmus sandin so hard right mm-hmm. two defensemen you know and stuff uh but yeah no canada that was a okay i was in my car for the third period i was listening i heard them win the gold medal 
what the hell happened, guys? So there's a minute 30-ish left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Russia is on a power play. Yes. They have an empty net as well. So it's six on four. Six on four. And that Can... was for the, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, they took some penalty. I was about yes. to say it was the over-the-glass penalty, but that's what, no. you're, that's what so, you're getting to. Six on four, minute 30 left. Canadian player shoots the puck over the glass, which is a penalty. Yes. But the puck hits a camera that's sitting above the glass. So the yes. refs convene at center ice, and they're like, hey, what are we going to do here? What's the call? And they rule no penalty. So they didn't gotta... explain why. I yeah. looked after the fact. They Apparently, didn't... the ref said it hit the glass, or there was a part of the glass that it hit. And according to Mark oh, Hunter, no. after the or Dale Hunter, after the game, they said, they said it's, the ref said it hit the glass... And he so, said, that's part of the glass, whatever it hit, and he said, it's a game of inches. Oh, oh so the ref just blew it. No, so, sounds like Because no, they showed the replay like of the camera that the puck hit, and the puck's clearly over the glass, and then it But boings, it hit the camera. And then it boings off the camera that we're watching, and it's over the glass. But that's an interesting interpretation, though, that the camera is technically part of the glass? No, but that shouldn't be the interpretation, because the camera's sitting on the other side of the glass. I mean, I... Th- Think, see, That's I'm trying to remember. This happened in a Leaf game last year, and I cannot remember what happened. Hmm. I can't remember what they called it. That is a weird. It's like how the ref is part of the play. Like yeah, you like, can hit the ref with the puck, yeah. and I guess technically run into the ref by accident and stuff like that. It's a weird interpretation to have the camera as part of the glass. Yeah. And then I guess the Russians just completely lost their head yeah, after so that. Yeah, so after that no call, um, play resumes. Which, Russia that would have been six on three. It would have been six they're on dead. three with a minute 30 left. You're, they're probably going to score because they've been scoring all game. Yes. So um, the play, play resumes. Russia takes a penalty. I forget what it's for. They take a penalty. Bro- uh, no. So oh, that's not a, the, bro- a, that's yeah, not the sorry, broken sorry, stick sorry. play. They take a penalty. It's now four on four. Now, the player resumes 4-on-4. Four four. Russia goes down. They enter the zone again. Pull the goalie. It's 5-on-4. The Russian defenseman goes to take a slap shot from the blue line. His stick breaks on the play. And then uh, the Canadian player gets it. He tries to field the puck with his broken stick. Uh... That's a penalty. Russia is now uh, on the penalty kill. Dude. So now it's and then they took another penalty to make it like 6-on-4. And then, yeah, it was over at that point. Uh-huh. Or 5-on-3. So yeah. So it was a carnival end of the game, and Canada won gold. But here's the thing: I want to know more than anything else: Did the Russians remove their helmets? Because that was a storyline in the middle of the did we have, as well. We didn't even get we a chance talk to talk about, about it. I gotta tell yeah. you, man. Um, I don't know what reason he he. I know the reason he gave. Yeah. Uh, I highly doubt that was the real reason that so he didn't remove focused. his helmet. Yeah. yeah, he's too focused to remove his helmet. What if he just spaced? No, you don't no, think he spaced? you played hockey for long enough to know mm-hmm. to take your hat, hat off. That's a, I'm upset I lost. I'm cute Yeah, I that, think. That was, uh, uh, here's the thing. That only happens with players that young. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'll ever do that again. And I think he taught a lot of people a lot of lessons there. Like, Anybody like thinking Lias, about it. Lias Anderson throwing his medal in yeah, the stands. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think there's a, I think that, that remember that these are children. Yeah, oh, man. Yes. And yeah. uh, I saw that getting made fun of a lot. It's true, though. They're kids. They're actually kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a reason that those incidents, like the the gold medal one and this helmet thing, only happen here. Yes. Bingo. So yeah, I mean, I think the didn't he didn't he get suspended a game for it? Mm, or something? No, I he don't just think apologized. He did. Yeah. Good that he apologized. 
not a good look for the country. Glad that they were able to move past it. But at the end of the day, if he had been a 35-year-old man, I'd be like, okay, right. you're an idiot. I, I but can imagine the Russians were super stoked that Hayton scored the 3-3 goal. Oh, and it was a hell of a goal. Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, it was. Ah, I got to watch all this. I saw the first half. one of the most, like, electric shots. It was just mm-hmm. so perfect top corner, bing, and And they amazing. were down 3-1. Mm-hmm. I tuned in just when McMichael made it 3-2. Yeah, and the fact that he probably shouldn't have even been playing in the game because he took that hit going into the boards uh, in the semifinals. That's right. Or his, uh, his thing is shoulder, shoulder, yeah, lower arm, yeah. Gee, went right at the boards. Yeah, that is, okay. So I noticed a ton of headshots getting talked about and everything, and ton of guys getting hurt. <laughs> if you have a guy like Sandine, yep, who you think you might call up at some point. Should you send them to the World Juniors? Yes. I'm going to throw this out there because people go, whoa, you stupid fucking idiot. Uh, he would be or playing. Or as Brandon Press called Ian Tullock today, you fucking pigeon. <laughs> he what? did? Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted it at him. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> of the but, Hunter tweet? Yeah, because of this Hunter tweet. I'll read it to you. Hang on, hang on. Poor Ian. <laughs> it's, uh, he's oh, taking a lot of shit I'm from, sure he's been from getting former it. NHL players. Tweeted it. Um, Dale Hunter and Mark Hunter are two of the most overrated hockey minds of our generation. Convince me I'm wrong. That was after the game against Russia. Yeah. December the 28th. And then Prust waited till today to retweet him and said, What's that, you fucking pigeon? Crazy how some hockey fans will still listen uh, to someone that's probably never touched a hockey stick. Also, that's not true. He's but, a yeah. Rachel's Raider member. Yeah, he was the first one to congratulate me on the goal. I somehow beat you two. And Ian Russ responded back. He's like, did you just call me a pigeon? And he's like, yeah. And Brandon Press wrote back. He's like, yeah, sorry, that was mean. I'll take back calling you a pigeon. Everything else I meant, though. <laughs> well, hey, hey there, Presty. Uh, how about uh, what the, the Leafs need a real hockey GM? What, what was that? <laughs> I, I haven't seen you tweet about that for a bit there, No, That's weird. Mark Mathot even tweeted Prust about that. He said, yeah, it's ridiculous. I saw that idiotic tweet a while ago and didn't acknowledge it. Kind of happy you did, though, Prusty. Oh, you guys are in one. Having a normal <laughs> one. Having a, having a big Sunday. Uh, uh, whatever, dude. Hey, I've had a few shitty tweets. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Ian, I know. But write it's it like... out. You'll be fine. It's just funny, like, like it's such an aggressive overreaction. <laughs> like, it's you. Fucking Did you see Mark Mathot on there too? <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah Mathot. Oh, you thought. just read that? Sorry, I was, re- I was reading all it these. It was just like, oh my god, oh, it's all, all drama. I'm just going what, through them. Oh, oh, this is just Team Hunter. Okay, I got it. Yes. but like, I don't know. They've, I, I, the real hockey GM has put together the best team in the NHL over the past twenty games. Comment, <laughs> comment. Listen, if we're keeping score. For keeping score, we might as well keep score for real. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Canada won gold. Why are Canadians fighting each other? Because they're... They won gold. Yeah. Be happy. You're um, right. We're incapable of being happy. Um. So November was a tough month for the Canucks. December was looking like a tough month for the Canucks until it wasn't. The Canucks have won seven games in a row. I've been more bullish on them, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling them they're not a bad hockey team. 50 points. They are third in the Pacific behind Arizona and Vegas, and they are four points, like two wins away from being the top team in the Pacific Division. Can you believe that finally we are saying this about the Vancouver Canucks? That division is jump ball. It is. Well, because you've got Edmonton with 49 points and Winnipeg with 48. Those are the two wild cards, and then Calgary's right in there with 47 because Calgary, um, 
started really well yeah, under their new off. head coach, but they have cooled off. They're four, five, and one in their last ten. And the Oilers were in complete free fall, mm-hmm. and now they've rattled off a couple wins. Did the Leafs a favor? Beat the Bruins. Yep, yep. You They're, guys, but you know the Oilers are are, are st- like look at listen to this quickly. In the last, these are the three top teams for wild card right now. In the West. In the West. Each of them in their last ten has a losing record. Edmonton is four five and one. Wow. Winnipeg is three five and two, and Calgary is four five and one. And I don't count uh, Winnipeg. People are like, well, you know, the loser point, whatever. No, no, it's a loss. You lost. Right. Also, was it in overtime or the shootout? Because <laughs> if it was in the shootout, it's negative five points. Shoot out on the power play. <laughs> oh, son of oh, a man. Mother. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> I got bad news. Oh, oh, no. I don't think the Canucks are for real. Whoa. All right. Offer offer your reasoning. They have the second best Swedish player behind William Nylander. What are you talking about? That's, that's, that's insane. But uh, too bad he's not Swedish. He's a uh, Calgarian. So mm. get it right. Oh, right. right. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. So before, Pedersen's top on a technicality. Before their seven game winning streak, the Canucks didn't get a point in regulation in six straight games. That is Their only point in regulation came in an overtime win where they won one nothing. In... Doesn't count! In their seven-game winning streak, the three of their games, Markstrom put up a 49-save performance, a 36-save performance, and a 39-save performance. Wow. So, wow. in, in those games, he's had a 973, a 961, a 966, a 931. Damn. Including last night's 2-1 win over wow. the Rangers. Ooh. I think they just had a hot goalie for seven games. Plus, yeah. they were able to get the better of Chicago in a 7-5 win, which Mark, is not ideal. Markstrom, well, it's not like ideal. Carolina. That's the Leafs, not, that's the that's, Leafs ideal. But that's the Leafs game plan. Yeah. But I feel like they are, they are exactly what a young team is. Win five, lose five. Win seven, lose They're five. They're goofy. They're fun, goofy fun. They are. Yeah. Markstrom, though, is surprising because he was a guy that had almost, almost given up on. High yeah. draft pick, nah. big oh, potential. Oh, before the season you mean. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not even this season. Like, the, in recent years, it was sort of like, oh, well, you know. Florida he, sort of moved on from him. and That guy was Sweden's goalie at the Tavares Hedman World Juniors. He's he's been around that long. I used to draft him as my third goalie in <laughs> NHL in like 2011 because he had such a high potential. I'm like, well, that this will be my guy 10 years from now. I never got that far. Never. He would have been. That's the the story. My first ever be a pro in NHL. They traded Markstrom for Cal Clutterbuck, <laughs> and, and then quit. I quit <laughs> because oh, you know a grinding second third line winger. <laughs> Does not equal starting goaltender. And you were the top defenseman on your team. And we, you know, trying to win every game 9-8 didn't work for (laughs) my Florida Panthers. (laughs) My Florida Florida Panthers. I got drafted by the Panthers and I was like, I'm sticking to it. Fuck that. I think think at one point, someday I'll find time again to play that much so I can play a full junior season. Yeah. And Uh, then get drafted because that is really fun. That's the most fun. When it's just your guy, you build everything from scratch. And Uh, you got to be, you got to play at, here's the thing. If you're one of those guys that like plays at like the lowest level, it's like, oh, I'm going to pump my stats and get drafted. No, that's bullshit. You got to play, you got to play at the highest level. You're playing super Star, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. all the like, sliders full sim, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. And you gotta and you gotta get drafted in like the fifth round, yeah, hack your way to the NHL. <laughs> uh, the game's playing... gotta suck, yeah, dude. I was I'm playing gonna... Superstar all break, and I yeah. was like, This is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, every game, every pass I make, I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm celebrating like I won in real life. Oh, it's yeah. really annoying though with the and I'm not sure if they still do this, but the last time I did be a pro, they have that um like every shift they're like, here's how you did. And it's like like <laughs> Shut up, coach! Yeah, like can you I was just talking. Can you maybe fucking wait till the end of the game? All right. Yeah. You tell me every shift, well, you missed three passes. Yeah, but we fucking scored. Now you got a C minus. You gotta pick your shit up. There is eight minutes left in the first. <laughs> coach. I think this might be a bit of an overreaction. Man, come on. Ease off me. This is my first time playing hockey. I always pretend it's me in real life. They just let a thirty-year-old play like for Oshawa. Do you actually have a thirty-year-old? Do you start thirty-year-old? No, no. Okay, of course I was gonna not. Say that would be really funny. Um, are the can, are the uh, Edmonton Oilers currently in a playoff spot? They are. They're yes. in a wild card spot. Okay, so in their last four wins of their win streak, the Canucks have one win against a playoff team. Hmm. So doesn't matter. Wins or win. A lot of wins. circumstances. Hey, I just, I think it's a hot and cold team that's hot right now. Are they, gonna... How many of those goals did they score in the power play? <laughs> And do Whoa. they count? Take them back. Yeah, take them back. Take them back. You know, if you take out all the special the teams' goals, I bet they lose all seven. <laughs> <laughs> they should be on a seven-game losing streak. Yeah, you guys have heard of the NHL takesies backsies rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. takes these backsies, and then all your power play goals get Dude, taken. The but they play the this... whole season first, and then they retroactively right, go back. Right, and, they take and then them. you see how many games were real because right. some of them you lost in the shootout, and yeah. they, those don't count. But some of them just canceled. Yeah. 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 The beginning of this Leafs little streak, it was a lot of non-playoff teams, and people are like, "Well," and mm. now they friggin' shut out the Islanders with their backup goalie and <laughs> stuff like that. The Call me when the Canucks the, get there. A, regular a, season. a win's a win. Yeah, the regular yeah. season in the NHL is so you can play teams that are not always good. It's weird. That's why it's it's mm-hmm. strange. If but you lose are... to them, you do not deserve to play the good teams in the good team time. Right. In you have to beat the bad teams to prove that you're a good team. Yes. That's why you play the game. Mm. It's, the I know playoffs it's really should tough. be called The playoffs should be called Alright, no more bad teams. Yeah. But we had to figure out Welcome some of those to bad the teams Stanley Cup. All right, no more bad teams. <laughs> the 2020 Stanley Cup. Yeah. All right, no bad. Teams. All right, no more bad teams. <laughs> I can't wait to do my all right, no more bad teams bracket. Yeah, get ready for our best of seven series between the good team and good team. <laughs> Sixteen right. good teams. But will they be great? No, that's, that's what the question. conference finals for. Ah, I see. And Stanley Cup finals elite. <laughs> um, this is my favorite. My well, my second favorite quote over the break. My first favorite came from John Tortorella, but my second favorite quote is Rick Bonus. Corey Perry would never try to hurt anyone. Uh, well, he did. Can, can the Stars fire two coaches this season? <laughs> Should you get fired for a dumb player evaluation? I, well, Mike, I, I was wondering if, is did, like, Corey Perry's awful, yes? Uh, when it comes to that just stuff. Just absolutely terrible. Has always been that way. Yes. Rick Bonus must also think we're stupid. He Rick Bonus, none of us have ever watched a game before. I think it's super inspirational that a guy who hasn't watched hockey since 2003 is the head coach of the Dallas Stars. Are you serious? Yeah. Corey Perry would never try to hurt somebody? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut your face, it's Corey Perry. <laughs> I would... don't think he meant to get kicked out of the Winter Classic, but that's his game, is he hurts people. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get called a pigeon for that, too? He played for the Knights. That's dumb. <laughs> Stop it. What does Brandon Russ think of that? It's a fucking Br- pigeon. Uh, Brandon Prust. Oh, Prust. My bad. No. How dare Prust. you? Rust is, he's, he's, he's good. He's, he's killing it right now. Uh, can't remember what it was. Oh, I, 
okay, in terms of tweets you keep to yourself, there was one I was like, <laughs> uh, oh, Corey Perry's out for the next five games. Forget the fact that he's going to miss his return to Anaheim. How is Dallas going to replace his three goals? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I was, just, I was just mad because I saw the play, and I'm just like, of course. It was a bullshit play, and but I think the best part was all of the... Uh, all the, the memes afterwards. The 30-second walk because of shame. He just walked forever to get off the ice. Oh, my amazing. God. You amazing. ever been stared at by 80,000 people for 30 seconds straight? By the way, Corey Perry <clears throat> could not, couldn't play well last year mm-hmm. and hasn't played well for years. And we know that's partially due to injury or mostly mm-hmm. due to well, injury. Well, he's been deteriorating for years, yeah. Why? Wh- what was it that Dallas thought that they were going to get, I wonder? Was it better than three goals, or is this about what they thought? Because he was on the ice in the first 38 seconds, which means he started the game. He's contributed. He's he's contributed a bit. Is he um, above cer- Certainly not goal scoring. Like, could you not find another player? that? For... I haven't looked into it. I don't know. But I, I, I think they have him to do something a little bit less uh, of what he did to Ryan Ellis. Like, they have him for right. leadership, to be an asshole— um, and he can put up some points in a sheltered depth role. I feel like they gave him a lot of money, though. Didn't they give him, like, three and a quarter? Uh, they gave him too much money. It's okay if you want a guy to play a role, but if I'm not mistaken, they gave him, like, I want to say $3 million. Corey Perry makes $1.5 million. Even Just that. even close. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Even at that, oh. you're probably still thinking of Cam Ward's contract from last year. <laughs> um, which Maybe. They, he did get $3 million. I and I understand that that he's a low low cost buy, but when you talk about like low, I guess Spezza was offered more to go elsewhere. He wanted to come to Toronto. He could have got at least a mil. Yeah, he's a center. He is a center, mm-hmm. and he's a pretty good center. You're paying your third out. line center seven hundred grand right now. I just find it interesting that you know I think Dallas is gather your thoughts, you pigeon. Dallas is. Um, Management has been very critical of their players openly in the past, as we've you know found with the horseshit <laughs> comments and all that stuff. Plucking horse. At bed. what point do the players get to come out and say, "What about this horseshit depth that we don't have?" Mm. What, that's what about always been that's been the this, thing with Dallas. This right? plan that is just rely on Ben Bishop. Yeah, exactly. And imagine Ben Bishop had gone the way that people sort of thought Ben Bishop was going, which was out of the league. You know, he's had a resurgence. People didn't think Ben Bishop was going to be this good. And yeah, there's a reason Tampa didn't choose him over Vasilevsky. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And maybe maybe this is Dallas going, you know what? We made a winner out of Ben Bishop when everyone thought, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't be reclaimed. Maybe we can do that with... Maybe we can do that with Perry. Maybe we can do that with an aging Joe Pavelski. Yeah. And you can't rule out something like veteran leadership no. for hockey clubs. Right. I think but it you matters. Have, you have Ben Sagan and Pavelski already and Radulov. Yeah, but Radulov's a bit of a okay. That, that guy will put and then up you points got, for you. But are and you? And then you got Klingberg and Bishop. Do you really need more leadership? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I've worked for companies before where there are almost no employees left. There are just managers. <laughs> you know, what <laughs> I mean? everyone is everyone else's manager. Well, we're gonna upgrade you to uh, management. Uh, gonna give you assistant manager to the assistant manager. Uh, or do I get a pay bump? No, 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 no. But you get the title. You get the responsibility. Like, show me something like. You get the feather in your cap. What I think you need a couple leaders, three, four leaders, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. I think you just need good players. Yeah, and at some point, Ben and Sagan have to be the guys who are leading the team. Yeah, and not the, the old guys. Who the bring captain it in. and the assistant and the two yeah. highest paid players on the team. Adam, you're forgetting the leadershipiest of all the leaderships. They have Roman Polak. That's true. They do still have Roman Polak. I and he was silent. 
He was still walking down that carpet. It's now that he's not a Leaf anymore. I love him. I love him. But he wasn't a great fit here. Yeah, by all accounts, he's a really great guy. Okay, if Roman Polak had been played like Cody Cece's been playing, I think we would have liked Roman Polak. Yes. Yes. There were things he did that I didn't mind that I got lit up for. But, yeah, no, it's... He played way too much. Um, I'm just looking at Essa Lindell's contract. Oh yeah, huh. what is it? It's a long time to play to pay a guy five point eight million dollars. Oh, he got one of those really weird ones in the summer, I think. Yeah, he's he's his career high in points. He's a defenseman. His career high in points is thirty two, which is fine. Fine, pretty good. That's a lot of money. Five point eight until twenty four twenty five. Ex, pardon me. Yeah. How did... Hmm? Yeah. Crazy. That guy got more than Zach Wierenski? Yeah. Except he got term, but... Well, more term. And here's the best part. The last four years of the deal, so starting in 2021, there's a no-movement clause. Ooh. I, Cannot I don't him. even blink at that. Everyone's got one now. <laughs> Everyone's got a no-move now. It used to be your best players, unless you were the Leafs, then it was everyone. <laughs> and now everyone's Maybe got Maybe the light Leafs ruined it for everyone. Th- they did! They did. Yeah. Everyone doesn't um doesn't Justin Hall have one that kicks in? Does he? At some point? <laughs> That'd be funny. Why? Like, hey, what I was gonna ask you the I meant to bring it? that up. What do you think of the Justin Hall deal? It's great. And I feel like it's uh just revenge to our Dubas is walking down the street. Just <laughs> both fingers, both out. Middle fingers <laughs> in the air. And he's got Lindros and Sundin behind him. <laughs> <laughs> this in the middle, and he's got two wingers. And no, uh, no, Justin Hall, uh, the way he's played this season, two million bucks. Yeah, give me it, give me it. Because you um, got to think they see him as a second, maybe third pairing guy who's who's better than most second or third, or better than most third pairing. This guys. year, he's like one A. Well, he has to be. Yeah, but if you imagine that they got oh, ideally, the ideally yeah. is he the second or the third guy? I would say at least second. Maybe third. Yeah, it'd be... Gr- if they get a, a number one... Right-handed shot. Right-hand shot, and they don't got to give up too, too much off that... Uh, well, it's obviously coming out of their offense. Oh! Oh, do they really have a shot, man? They really do. Um, but, no, uh, the way he's played, um, he's... You know what he is, Adam? He's at very least a regular NHL defenseman. Which at least one person in the organization did not think he was. And better that's better than what they had last year on the right side, mm-hmm. which was zero guys. Igor Ojaganov. Ojaganov, Zaitsev, and Hainsey. They played <laughs> that Paul is... when they absolutely had to. They uh, had he, him and on the fair, left with Ojaganov. And he looked terrible. Yes, because he didn't play hockey. <laughs> Where is he now? Ojaganov? Yeah. Uh, back he's in back in the KHL, I think. Yeah, yeah. He like, took his equipment with him, by the way. He just stole it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it. shouldn't you? Remember Chris Johnson said that? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I, I would have done the same I'd thing. Like, yeah, I'm back. Well, would, would at least want it back? Like, right. <laughs> Come on. I, I would just take my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. Well, no, Adam, at the equipment sale, people were dying to get their hands on Igor Ojiganov's barely touched equipment. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't even touch it. I'd be That'd be superstition <laughs> to me. I wouldn't even look. I wouldn't even breathe it. Did I ever tell you the gross uh, equipment sales story? Yes. No. You've told us. Oh, I have. the Tim Brent one where the Tim... No, no, it was Luke Shen. Oh. 
No, uh, uh, keep going. Tell okay, it. well, very quickly. Story. This, this girl, <laughs> That's why it's good to hang out with Steve. He tells lots of stories, and I have no memory. So, uh, <laughs> just, Tell me it again. Like, no way. Adam, would you like to hear a story that I've told you eight times for the first time? <laughs> so uh, It's every story, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's a girl who uh, mm-hmm. has watched my stuff for a number of years, and I ran into her in the line at Real Sports for the equipment sale, and uh, she loved Luke Shen. Okay. Loved him. And you could just buy game used equipment, and that's back when it would be like discounted. Now it's like hyper. You could get yeah. you could get like a three hundred dollars stick for fifty bucks if it was a like a player and now who it's wasn't still that a popular. Three hundred dollars stick. Yeah, They'll sell it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, and they finally got wise to it, and they're like, oh, and now it's tough to find a stick for like under a hundred bucks. Oh, I have a stick thing. After, go ahead. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so Luke, she buys Luke Shen's gloves, and what she discovered is in the sleeve of his glove there was a mouth guard. Mm-hmm. So she tried it on. Oh, you <laughs> did tell us that. <laughs> the inside of that thing under a microscope looked probably looked like uh, a covenant ship infected with the flood. That is yucky. It's. I don't even think he would put that on. He'd be like, no, no. throw that out. No, if you found a mouth guard of yours you haven't worn for six months, would you put it no. in? No. Yes, I do. I do well, put mine on. Yeah, well, but you're, I, 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 you're I a boy and gross it. and yucky. Yeah, for that's <laughs> for sure. Now. What I loved about the the break was how contentious things seem to get. And I don't know what it is about Christmas. Like Maybe it's the holidays. Everybody's a little burnt out. You're spending time with your family, which are people that you see a couple times a year you have to pretend to love. It's free time. It's, <laughs> it's, free, time. it's free time. And it wasn't just Twitter that was upsetting it. It was John Tortorella. And I think rightfully so. He got screwed. Man, we haven't talked about so many so things. Explain, wow. Let's get into the, the context of this before I get to the NHL reaction, to John Tortorella's reaction, to the ref screwing up. In the Chicago, um, Columbus, uh, Columbus, Chicago, game. Columbus. Yeah. So tell us, tell us the whole situation. How does it start? It's one-one. <sighs> okay, it's one-one. It's in overtime. Chicago takes a too many men on the ice penalty, and the play is blown dead. What was weird about it, though, because there's so little time left on the clock. Usually, in that situation, you'll at least have a little chat with the ref, going, "Hey, is there any time we could tack on?" From my view, looking at the clock. There was an argument that at least, I would say, 0.3 seconds came off the clock after the whistle. Okay. Which is exactly the sort of thing they would rewind. It went in the opposite direction, where there was clearly a clock malfunction. Like, someone made a mistake. Mistakes are excusable, forgivable, Mm -hmm. and in this case, correctable! So, on top of it going the extra 0.3 or whatever, it went an additional, like, 1.2. Which is enough. It's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. To the point where, so the, the the Blue Jackets score in overtime, they review it, the goal came too late. Forget the 1.2, if they had added the 0.3, I'm pretty sure that goal would have counted. So, the goal doesn't count, game goes to a shootout, um, the Blue Jackets lose, and on top of losing, Eunice Corpusallo, who is willing them into the playoff race... Uh, goes down with an injury. Out four to six weeks oh. with knee surgery. So and his goalie knee surgery is not going to be good. with knee surgery. Yeah. If they're out, just let him sit out the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, and and in, then in a shootout that shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have even happened. And yeah. Elvis Merzlikens. Um, El- Elvis. Um, he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. So and it's going to be a Blue Jackets Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to win a hockey game. <laughs> That's my Elvis impression. That's it's really good. Oh, I'm Elvis. Please, Mer- please Mer- keep working on that. Yes. Uh, what if Elvis <laughs> came back from the dead? Elvis isn't dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Boss, what the uh, what the fuck? <laughs> is eating a banana sandwich on the bench? <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Blue Jackets, what the fuck? <laughs> Mr. CBJWTF? Uh, <laughs> There's got to be a Mr. Uh, every team, what the fuck? Uh, just... <laughs> Backhawks back as an assistant? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, so this guy doesn't even have a win, right. and now he's your starter for the foreseeable future. Right. He has a win now. But anyway, the Blue Jackets lost that game. And Jonas Corpusel. Cor- uh, Tortorella blows a gasket after the game, and he said that the league screwed us. Please don't do that. Did I? Mm-hmm. Did I? Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. I woke up the screensaver there. But he did. He did that. He banged on the table, and it's Tim Hortons almost spilled, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And he was he called out Toronto specifically because that's where it's unfortunate. They got to move the video offices out of Toronto. No, there's enough. I want to be the bad guy. Space. No, we we should be the bad guys. Can they, really? You want to? Yeah, be the bad we got to be the Death Star. Uh, is that a is that a correct reference? Yeah, no, it's ah, good. They are, all out. Yes, <laughs> that's the big bad undefeatable thing that ends up being defeated every fucking time. I don't know. Yeah, why. is it like <laughs> the Family Guy Wars episode like, like where they <laughs> built the one patch that could be like if you hit it in this one place, it'll be defeated. Yes, yes, that's, that's, what that's it was. how the Family Guy one went. Well, and, and it's and the King Hippo of that's, spaceships. That's Anyone play Punch Out? That's the yeah. best part about Star Wars. It's like, hey, this humongous planet-sized machine that blows up other planets. Well, there's one little weakness, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then, and then they blow it up, and then two movies later, they're building another one. <laughs> Do they? Are they gonna put Do in that again. same patch? No, or... this time it was. I think the first time it was send it, they had to send a proton torpedo down a, a fuel shaft. Yeah. The next time they actually had to fly into it and blow the main sort of thing, and then it all collapsed in on itself. And they, oh, okay. And then they ah. had to race to get out because it was exploding around them as they were leaving. The Death Star's uh-huh. one vulnerability. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, um, was it was it better or worse than the last scene in Independence Day where they're driving into the thing and then he drives out with the Hey, boy! Yeah. <laughs> I'm back! Top five movie moment of all time. Oh, he's great. Unbelievable. Great. Um, and I love his son's like, Dad, don't do that. Dad. He's like, Dad. sitting in fucking mission control. Like, who lets their kid in the mission control, even even though half of Earth has been wiped out, is like, yeah. Dad, what are you, what's he doing? Well, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Kid, shut up. The fate of everything is on the line right now. Who even let you in here? If that was in 2020, he'd be sitting there and be like, Dad, I'm trying to do a TikTok. Dad. Don't drive into the aliens. Dad, what are you doing? Uh, Dad's about to kamikaze the aliens, LOL. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to put a filter on that where I wear bunny ears. <laughs> and also find out which Disney character I am. Okay. Um, anyway, so here's the explanation from Colin Campbell. By the way, his name is spelled Colin. Mm. He chooses to be called Colin. Which is not a thing I would do. I Colin's not the Colin's not the word I would choose to be called. But anyway. We gotta ask his parents about that. Mm. Yeah, or just anyway, from Colin Campbell, <laughs> the NHL. 
director of hockey, hockey operations, you can tell that no NHL person is ever going to be on this show. <laughs> I mean, say shit like that. <laughs> Gary Bettman's been banned. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm sure Gary Bettman was just lining up to be on this show. Someone from like NHL marketing followed me recently. I'm like, mm, that's going to be a tough follow for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So on why, it, why time wasn't added back after the Blackhawks too many men penalty. Mm-hmm. Number one, this is a five-part statement. This was wow. a grade seven essay. There are five. There is the intro. There is the first member, the first body, the th- second body, and the third body, and then there's the conclusion. And a therefore. Yes. Therefore. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, there was a timeout, so there was ample time to do what the officials felt they needed to do, if anything. Example, they were not rushed. Not an explanation of a single thing. Number two, we have video of the referee, Chris Schnelker, uh, skating over, questioning the clock operator in the penalty box, then going back over and giving an explanation to Brad Shaw. So here's what we have so far. One, the refs could have done stuff. Uh-huh. That's what that first They had enough is. time to do stuff. Is what Second bullet. Yeah, they had enough time to do stuff. Second bullet. We have video of them attempting to do stuff. Talking about doing stuff. Not Talking about the possibility of them doing the right thing. Number three, the penalty assessed is a too many men, which requires an assessment of play, mm. i.e. too many men. Kane received the pass, then the officials made an assessment of the player going to the bench and blew the whistle after deciding it was too many men on the ice. The whistle does not sound as soon as Kane touches the puck. It's not a delayed high stick trip, etc. It is unbelievably irrelevant to John Tortorella's complaint. Number four, the on-ice officials can always adjust the clock if they feel it's required. The official timer can notify the on-ice officials if there are any issues from his perspective. Toronto can get involved if we see issues. Assessing when the whistle is blown is hard for us to do, sitting in Toronto and not being in the building live. So why are you in Toronto? Why not send somebody to every game to assess? What it, it is that's not an explanation. That explanation is explaining the, the, what a loser league. What part Why of the explanation no. is it's hard. The people you want at the game assessing are the people are the referees. Yeah. You don't need to send anybody. The guys that are on the ice doing the game. But the, then he just came out and said, Well, it's hard. It's hard. You know, we can't be at every game. It's hard, Jesse. Well, I don't understand any Ref, we can't. We can't just. They got just... eyes and ears. <laughs> they could have gone back and watched the thing and yeah. gone, "Oh, mistake," and corrected it. We can't just look at the replay. That's preposterous. We can't just analyze the replay that we're already watching. We can't just watch the replay that we're already watching. We are only getting involved if the call needs to be overturned, except when it needs to be overturned. So Colin Campbell has so far opted for the burrito bowl. Therefore, this is just. This is the fifth part. Ingredients mixed up that mean nothing. And number four, five, what John said in his press conference was unprofessional, along with unacceptable. We're dealing with it, and I've already had an initial conversation with both Yarmo and John. So he got a $20,000 fine for that. Mm-hmm. And something I've never seen before in sports, a tentative fine of $25,000. A conditional fine. Yes. Of $25,000 if he says anything else, uh, I guess... NHL deems is inflammatory uh, between now and the end of 2020. Like the whole year? Yes. Yeah. December oh, 29th, 2020 is when that ban is lifted. And hey, the... save that bullet, Johnny. Oh, save yeah. That no, yeah. Save it for literally January 1st, 2021. 
and just be a dick. And uh, Blue Jackets fans, uh, big applause to you. You're making mm. the NHL look like absolute oh, assholes. yes. Because they, I don't know how much money they've raised, but they... Just over five at last count. Mm-hmm. 5000 mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they, they're raising money not to pay Tortorella's fine. They were smart enough not to go that route. Uh, but the money is going towards John Tortorella's uh, charity? Yes. The Tortorella Foundation? John Which Tortorella? is about saving animals. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Because by all accounts that I've heard, off the ice... He's Outside great. of hockey, great dude. Now listen, I've been pretty critical of the guy, especially with the Duclair stuff, and there's been other things before. But there is one thing, like, like, here's the thing. When you criticize somebody, people have the tendency to think that you just have a rivalry or that you always will hate this person or oh. not like... He was right. He's 100% right. There's yep. not a thing about... I don't like what he when he does this to players. Uh, sewers guys, like he did with Duclair. But Yeah, he gets into moods where he's like, you know what? I'm going to say Duclair can't play hockey and also that Panarin shit his pants. Right. That was the same presser. Same presser. But. <laughs> you should have got a fine for that. Probably. Uh, but but in this case, I mean, well, or, or, you know, if he's correct, he's correct. And he is correct. And the NHL offers absolutely nothing. And nothing. Can, and, and what blows me away. Make the officials available for comment. Sorry. Well, yeah, or and, and do what the the NBA does, which is here's what they got right, here's what they got wrong. Yeah, and here's yeah. accountable. Uh, imagine how like accountable you would be if after every single game they're like, and here's a list of fuck ups. Here's the the, <laughs> the problem I'm seeing right now is that there seems to have been, and I know this is going to be surprising. There seems to have there seems to be a kingdom mm. at that office, and no one talks about it because everybody who broadcasts to the NHL has a connection to the NHL, and you can't say that. But, um, like, when was the last time you can remember somebody interviewing Gary Bettman and making him uncomfortable? Where it wasn't just like, hey, do you like the Winter Classic? Yeah, we sure do. Yep. You know, Ron McClain showed up. Ron McClain got a lot of flack for that, but, dude, he was right. Like, what? torts? No, um, like, he used to always go at it with Bettman. Ron McClain? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just sort because of like, he could because hmm. Hockey Night in Canada was a CBC thing and they weren't. They are not. I don't think they're allowed to do it anymore. Well, I don't that, think they're going to put. I don't think time. Gary Bettman's going to put put himself on TV with Ron McLean ever again. Whoops. Sorry. I was trying to look look this up. Uh, Colin Campbell is the guy who referred to. Remember all those emails came out. I do. He referred to Mark Savard as that little fake artist. This guy, buddy, shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> How is he still sending press releases after that stuff came I'm out? I'm surprised that it even came from him. Like, Colin Campbell, I don't know. I, like, usually you'd hear from Bill Daly, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually the guy that it comes through. I don't know. Uh, it's it's There's a little fiefdom happening, and it's been happening for years, and it's really annoying. Because what they're losing with each successive year is accountability. Each year it happens again and again and again. And the power consolidates... And it makes less and less sense, some of these things that they do. And when situations like this arise, you don't get a conclusion. You could still find John Tortorella and say the officials were wrong. I think I think that would have been pretty legit. Like, why would you, you do can't... that? Like, you can't have John doing that. You also can't have the... Well, you can yeah. have John doing that. People understand that even though they got screwed, you're not allowed to say, we got screwed. By the league. By the right. yes, you could say that the official made the wrong call. If he'd said that, no, no fine. But when he you say the league, he could have literally just stuck you. to the facts. 
Yeah. And said the clock went down and they we asked them to put time back on and they didn't. It's a joke. Say that. It's a joke. Yeah, watch the re- and he still might have got dinged for that. Probably not 20 grand. I don't know. But but like, instead um instead of just saying we were wrong and he was wrong, he's getting he's getting a fine for it because we can't have that. They they do this fine and then a conditional fine. By the way, at this point in Tortorella's career, I don't think 25 grand's going to scare him. No. I think it's I also don't think he's that. paying that. I think this probably his owner's probably like, I'll take care of that for yeah, you. Yeah, probably. You know? Probably. The owner's probably <laughs> We'll write that pissed. into your contract or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll give you a $20,000 bonus. Right. Or a $20,000 vacation somewhere. Gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's not on Torts. Yeah. I don't think I, so. I, and also, Torts has been a head coach since, like, why is it God so, knows when. He's got the money. Why is it so easy for three fucking yahoos with a podcast to go, if I'm the NHL, here's a solution that works for everyone, and the NHL can't figure that out? That's when you start to get into groupthink stuff, and I, I think that they're, in, they're right in deep with that. There is just shit with this league where you're like, I cannot, I cannot for the life of me fathom where they're going with this. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not going to get my head up my own ass and be like, we're very smart on this podcast. No, but this is the thing. I but just like, said we're not. I, no, I know. But like, you watch the clock. Okay, here's where it should have stopped. Mm-hmm. Oh, it kept going. That's all they had to do. All they had to do. Right. And all we asked for, and all the players and coaches and everyone, consistency. Yeah. Just get, be your, consistent. get your headphones and your little Tamagotchi that you review stuff on mm-hmm. there and freaking fix it. Do what you're paid to do. Yes. yes. You get paid a lot of money. I get yeah. that it was the holiday season and you're dying to get out of there to mm-hmm. see whoever. Come on, man. Call the game. How much is your hockey number worth to you? Mm-hmm. 10 is Steve's. 10, yeah. How much is I've it worth to you? I've been thinking about though? changing it. Not a lot. Not a lot. Jesse, how tied are you to your number? It doesn't have to be a hockey number, just your number. Uh, my number is five. Uh, I'm pretty tied to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been my number since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or 25 like, Do you believe that if you're playing with not number five, that you play differently? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little out of sorts. Okay, you know? all right. Yeah. So you're aware of it. I'm aware. Okay, can that's you, interesting. Can you, like, feel it? Not on my on the back. back. I no. can't feel it. I can feel it in my head. It's a mental thing. Yeah, it's even worse. See, here's mm-hmm. the reason I asked Jesse on that one is because Jesse's the only person who's an actual actual good athlete. Has played sports. No, yeah. Adam, you played. Uh, I played hockey, hockey as well. for ten years. I was never good at it. Um, <laughs> in fact, quite the opposite. But uh, number twelve, I love number twelve. But I'll mm-hmm. I'll be other numbers. It doesn't really mean that much. However, for Ilya Kovalchuk, it's worth a Rolex. Oh, that's not bad. Brett Kulak. Got a Rolex from Ilya Kovalchuk after Ilya Kovalchuk signed with the Canadians because he gave up his number. Ilya Kovalchuk, what number? 17. That's right. Kulak will now be 77, which I think is a better number anyway. It's cool. It's a better hockey number. Cool. It's yeah. a good hockey yeah. number. Um, but Ilya Kovalchuk wants his number. And by the way, that Ilya Kovalchuk signing was hilarious for a couple different reasons. First off, I think it's a good signing. Montreal yes. sort of fading a little. There's no risk. There's no risk. And they can't score goals. They cannot score enough goals. And so if Ilya Kovalchuk plays your Mason Marchment, he's your fourth-line <laughs> winger, but he can actually go out on the power play, and you've got cannon from Shea Weber and a cannon from Ilya Kovalchuk. You don't have to have those two cannons on the same power play unit. You can have them on separate units. It you doesn't sh- matter. You should throw out the Kovalchuk that you saw earlier this season. Yeah. Because that was a tremendously unmotivated athlete. Now, on a, now on that he's coming that, to on a team that should have never signed him. Yeah. Now he's coming to Montreal. 
a team that seems to really energize guys. It's a new opportunity for him. He's all smiles. I think it could work out, man. Yeah. Makes 700 Gs. It's funny to hear Mark Bergevin, though, talk about it. And he's like, well, he knows it's his last chance. <laughs> it's <laughs> like true. He right he's right. Yeah. Where's the I, lie? Mark? I appreciated yeah. like, that. Yeah. And it's Druin, Byron, Gallagher, Armia who are all out. Like you got to take a chance with somebody. Yeah, and I think know? isn't Armia back by the time Kovalchuk? Like if they're going to give him like ten games, basically right. that's what they said. It. They're like, we'll give you ten games if you can't make it work. See ya. And he's obviously got his money. He said he waved goodbye to the L.A. money. He's giving away a Rolex for a jersey number. He's got enough money. Yeah. Kovalchuk's fine. Yeah, he's been set for a while. Yeah, he yeah. he legitimately wants to win. And he was just looking for an opportunity to do it. Well, is Montreal he, his best option? I think he legitimately wanted to sign in L.A. I don't think he legitimately wanted <laughs> to win. If he wanted to win, he would have signed with San Jose or somebody else. Well, when L.A. Did, when was did he not. Sign with them? L.A. was clearly not a good team even then. Yeah, this offseason, I don't Tavares, think anybody looked at L.A. Players Pobre aren't job. always great at measuring their best chance to win. No, um, I think he wanted to play in L.A. Uh, look, the, the, I just remember wants when... to win. But it'd be better to win in L.A., wouldn't it? Probably. And I, just, re- win, I eh. just remember when um, Aginla signed with the Avalanche when they weren't the Avalanche that they are now. Right. And I was just like, Jerome, no. Yeah. And sure enough, it was just a waste of time. But that might have been, at that point, he might not have had a lot of calls. Maybe not. Maybe not. And I'm, Maybe not, not. Trying to insult, I'm not trying to be insulting. Oh, was like, he forced into that contract, <laughs> Adam? <laughs> I, no. I, I know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's a, basically a no-risk move the for thing the was, Habs. Kovalchuk was wanted by Boston, San Jose, and L.A., and a few other teams, too. Mm-hmm. It's insane that L.A. I, even at the time, it was insane that L.A. signed him. Outrageous, so ridiculous. And it showed, and everybody's like, there's a lot of revisionist history going on with Kings fans right now because they have a good right. minor league team. A lot of people are like, well, no, see, they've been doing this on purpose because they got a bunch of good guys coming up. No. No. You wouldn't have signed Ilya Kovalchuk. No. It, it's great that your minor league... It, it's great that the AHL team's good, doing great. That's awesome. Sure. But the two don't have to be linked. They thought... Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille thought that the Kings were going to be good. This was going into the 2018 season. Yes. And they legitimately thought we're going we're we're to have a mini playoffs. run. Yeah. It I was ridiculous. They maybe looked at their first round series with Vegas and they go, Flurry stole the whole damn thing. We can do this. We're we're gonna win just like we did a couple yeah. years. You ago. were ne- you were not rebuilding that year. No. It doesn't, and and it's like, no. did you see a game of his in the KHL? Can this guy even still skate? There's a lot of lot of brand recognition with him. Oh yeah. yeah. And then he came. And then do you remember the preseason game where he had that one play where he went end to end and he scored and and everyone's like, oh, on Twitter is like, oh shit. And I'm just sitting there like, no, he's nope. gonna be. 39 by the time this contract's over? What are you doing? No. Yeah. It's Casey. preseason. And I was about to say something like, oh, well, you know, if they make the playoffs, he's a great playoff performer. Like, remember his Stanley Cup run in 2012. That was seven years ago. It's That's even too long to even talk about that for a coach. Yeah. Well, he had a great, like, it's like Randy Carlyle. Well, he had a great playoff run in 2007. Or Babcock, great, two great 2008, 2009. When Kovalchuk was in the Stanley Cup final, literally no coach in the NHL right now was the coach of the same team that they were in 20... Uh, it's a terrible way of wording it. John Cooper is the longest tenured coach. And he was four years ago? Uh, 2013. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. It is a long time. Oh, Six years. Um, good for him. Um, I do think it's a great move for Montreal. One, one <laughs> thing I got tweeted at me a lot was right before the break, 
Carey Price went on like a 5-0-1 streak or something like that mm-hmm. after I'd said Carey Price has to hit a 9-20 save percentage for the Canadians to be in the playoffs. And where have they regressed to? You tell me. Carey Price has a 9-0-2 save percentage and a 3 goals against average, even. I, Sorry, I guys. I saw a tweet. If, if Montreal is going to make the playoffs, Carey Price has to be better than good. I saw a tweet that was, uh, he's gone from Jesus Price to Jesus Price. Yeah. Well, it like last night, or I think it was last, it was last night or two nights. I think it was last night, the, the overtime game they lost. Um, that was Saturday. Yeah, that it was, was last night. Last night, Saturday. Yeah. So that game, he, he stood on his head. He had a great game, and they still couldn't win. Mm-hmm. And that's not on him. Like he had a he had a terrible November, and then he has a great December. And then even when he's on his game, they can't win. A really flawed like, team, man. Yeah, it's that is capable of playing really fun, yes. especially when they're healthy. But, but Carey Price has to be a nine twenty minimum. He's got to be. He's got to be even good. better because even better when now. he's great, they can't win. How far did they get when he won MVP? I can't remember. That year? Yeah, like second Wasn't round? Wasn't it second round? Yeah. Maybe. They won a first round series, I think. Man. I think they I think they wasted the primes of Pacioretty and Subban. And Price! And Price. And Price. Well, yeah. no, they, they had a couple Price. good runs. They had yeah. a couple good runs, but I think, boy, oof, if they had just... Ah! Well, and the one year they uh, lost to the Rangers. I want to say the Rangers, that was 2014 when they went to the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to the Rangers in part because Price was out and they had Dustin Tokarski in net. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. I remember thinking, like, hey, maybe he's an up-and-coming guy that Leafs can get for net. No. <laughs> not, turns out not. And Do you remember no. when it was uh, Cristobal Hue versus Carey Price? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that a good was, battle. That was a major <laughs> battle. Cristobal Hue, who lost his starting gig to Antiniemi, allowing the Blackhawks to win their first cup in 2010. There you go. Yes, Cristobal Hue, who still plays in net for France sometimes. Because wow. he is from all the way France. Um, uh, Random nonsense you didn't need to know. We Also, <laughs> something that happened, was, well, since we haven't been around, is Oscar Lindblom's yeah. um, uh, uh, diagnosis came out. So he yeah. has what's called... Yeah, well, we just... I don't know. I'm, I'll cop to that. I just forgot to mention it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, uh, Ewing sarcoma is a cancer in the bones that can develop in the soft tissue surrounding bones. Uh, it's common in teens and young adults. Um, although very rare, it is the second most common type of bone cancer in children. And Oscar's 23 years old, so still pretty close to that. It's fucking brutal, man. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And especially when it gets into your bones, that's very scary. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Philly fans who've been amazing about the support mm-hmm. and players around the league that have, you know, former teammates like Wayne Simmons I saw. Wearing, that was cool. And, yeah, yeah, Subban mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, a bunch of other doubles. Hashtag Oscar Strong. Yeah, man. I hope, he goes, I hope everything goes well, and that we're seeing him, hopefully on the ice. By now. I would, I would assume next season. I don't know. Like, he's I don't know how not long. coming back this year. No, no. But <sighs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's a simple recovery and an easy one. And let's do the press conference. Do you guys? The Steve Dangle press conference. Oh man, I'm gonna. Here we go. Super easy trivia. Super easy trivia. Super easy. Uh, I need a pen. Do you need paper? I need paper. I got, wow. You Trenchant. got chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> Here you go. Here we go. All right. So it. I'm going to ask you guys to make a list uh, from one to eight. So on the side of your paper, chart one to eight. Okay. Now, this. Did, you, oh. did I need a pen that worked or? Ah, uh, preferably. What comes after three? Ah, uh, it's the Q. Okay, good. One, two, Q. Three, four. Is it working? Yep. This uh, this trivia question comes from a listener, 
His name is David Rosengren. Mm. I don't trust him. What kind of name is Rosengren? What do you think? What kind of name is Dave? <laughs> David. I call it Davey Rose. Yeah. We're going to do a look back on... Me too. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're going to do a look back on 2019 quiz. Mm. So you guys have one through eight listed there. Guys. Right? All right. So this is the most clicked team rosters of 2019. Most clicked team rosters on what? EliteProspects.com. So wait a second. Can that include, does that mean NHL teams or just? So I'm going to fill in the non-NHL teams. You're going to have to fill in the other ones. The NHL teams. The NHL teams. Okay. All right. So there'll be some like league okay. teams and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So okay. uh, number one, a non-NHL team. Lexens IF is number one. So you can put that there. You just cross out. You don't have to do number one. Number two. That's number one? Yes. The number one most searched roster. Most, most clicks on their on their Elite Prospects page. Okay. Lexens IF. I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying that uh, correctly. Yeah. I'm definitely not. Uh, they had three hundred and twenty-two hundred thousand views. Three hundred twenty thousand views. Three hundred twenty-two thousand. Yes. Number Why? two okay. is an Eastern Conference team. I assume just, you can. You can just put it. You don't have to just write it down. We'll check the answers after we go through all eight. Number three, an Eastern Conference team. Hmm. Man, I got to look at Eastern Conference teams. Yes. Remember, most popular uh. teams. Uh, most clicked on their Elite Prospects page, team rosters. Okay. All right, so you guys got number three as an Eastern Conference team. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I.K. Oskarham. <laughs> Literally don't even know what league. <laughs> I don't even know what league. <laughs> German? Is that German? I, d- I don't know. I assume. I.K. Oskarham? I could have done some work, but I didn't look them up. I've never, I've never heard Oscarsham. of that team. Oskarham. I've never heard of that team. Well, let me find out for you. I'll tell you a little bit about IK Oscars Ham. A ice hockey club from Sweden. Sweden! Plays in the SHL. And uh, IK stands for I know. (laughs) (laughs) After succeeding uh, through the 2019 SHL qualifiers, thus earning the promotion to the top league in the SHL, guys. Number five on your list is a Western Conference team. Hmm. 201,000 website clicks on their team roster. Yeah. Number six. Hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Got to think here. It was very sexual, yeah. Number five, yeah. Western Conference team. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm so uncomfortable. Okay. Number five, a Western Conference. Number six, an Eastern Conference team. Number six, an Eastern Conference team. Okay. Number seven, you get uh, an extra hint for number seven. A central conference when you're, team. When you're ready, I will give you the extra hint. Colin Campbell. The extra hint for number seven is they're a Western Conference team based in Canada. And there was a little. Give a little, give a little bonus Whoa. there. Whoa! Number, right. And number eight, mm. Farjastad BK. Farjastad. Farjastad. That is SHL as well. There you go. Farjastad. Farjastad BK. All right. I love Sweden and their names. Farjastad Burger. Let's pull it up. Who you guys got for number two two on the most clicked team roster of 2019 on EliteProspects.com? Stab Dingle. I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ding, ding. Shit. I said Carolina. Ah. What? Okay. No, the reason I said I was picking teams that were like, had good 
farm systems? Oh, uh, no, nah, you just got to think of popularity. Oh, I did not use my brain that much, <laughs> so you overthought it. So it's one this. for Steve, zero for Adam. Okay, number two or number three on the most clicked teams. Who you got, Steve? Uh, I have the Ottawa Senators. Oh, Adam, who you got? I have the New York Rangers. Well done, Adam. Hey, the New York yeah, Rangers yeah, came yeah, in yeah. at number three. The number Sens four? just had such a wacky year. They and they're in a rebuild, so I was thinking farms. Right, so but then but you more. have to understand that people in Ottawa don't care about hockey right now. Well, <laughs> that, I probably shouldn't have had them at three. <laughs> All right, so we, we moved down on to number five. Yep. Who do you got, Steven? Actually, most of their pages tarped off. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Uh, oh, they, no. That was, it's that was blacked cruel. out because they didn't fund it. Oh, no. My goodness. Oh, Ottawa, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. 2020, let's I'm go! So decade! Sorry. All right. It's <laughs> a new decade! It's a new Adam, decade. Who'd you have at number five? Avalanche. I had the Oilers. <laughs> Incorrect for both of you. It is the Chicago Blackhawks at number five. Interesting. Uh, they're popular. Yeah. All right, number six, who you got, Steve? Uh, I had the Montreal Canadiens. I, too, had the Montreal Canadiens. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, Incorrect. Again, rebuild. Who you got at number seven? It's tied 1-1. This is the final answer. See, you said Western Conference Canadian team. I already said the Oilers, and it wasn't them. So I have the Vancouver Canucks. And Adam, I have the Edmonton Oilers. Adam, you win trivia. Son of a gun! Start 2020, 2020 on a new leg! There we go, baby! Ah. Ah. Yes! Big dub! <laughs> Turning the page, new calendar, new year. Adam Wild coming up Man, big in the clutch. You know that's big. That's big for me. It's big for me. I needed that. I needed big that win. win. It's a big, big win. dub. Big win. Today W stands for Wild. That's right. That's right. Adam Winnold. <laughs> can you show believe title? It? Can you believe write it, it down? Can you believe it? I can, because Adam answered more questions correctly than I did. <sighs> Great. It's great, guys. Good times. It's listen, if you're gonna lose, you might as well lose to the best. Wow. Wow. Good point. Good point. I know. That's how I felt all the last like, I think I won one trivia the last I think you won in the 2019, first one. and then that was it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think it was the second one. I think they were like, oh, it's time to one one. This is gonna be a close battle. Nope. And they didn't win. And then I'm like, Sprog Clighorn. <laughs> Somehow that's right. Okay. <sighs> well anyway, uh, we're all done here. That's our for that's our show for today. We'll be back Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What'd no. you guys think of the New Year's Eve ice surfing? Oh, it was so good. I watched it on repeat all New Year's Day. Did you read my tweet? No. I said, you said you asked oh, for the most iconic hockey moments of the decade, and I said Steve Dangle <laughs> joining ice surfing. <laughs> and it it's got not... at least 100 likes, and I don't understand why you didn't read it on ice surfing. Because uh, you're a dick. <laughs> That's saying. a good reason, though. Uh, That's okay. a good reason not to read something. <laughs> Worse than you're a dick, you're a bell. Boy. I listen. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Mr. Bell, I didn't watch a minute of the World Juniors. <laughs> oh, that's no. not true. That's not true. That's not true. I'm gonna start my own Twitter show here at here at Bell. Oh yeah, what's it gonna, gonna be called? called? It's gonna be called uh... Ice Smurfing. Great <laughs> riding, painted blue from head to toe, talking about hockey. Ice Smurfing with Adam Wise. Ice Smurfing. <laughs> and you too. I'm not a part of this. We're gonna just... be the world's tallest Smurf. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to leave on that. We'll see you Wednesday. Yes. Uh, happy 2020 and happy new decade. Woo! I disagree. Frig your decade and frig off. Steve. 
the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. 